have mercy. Look at how the time goes. Three, two, one, and we are live. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Uh, obviously, I am John Allen. I have with me again, Miss Tiffany Troutman. Hello, hey. Tiffany. We're going to do things a little bit different today. This is going to be an episode where Tiffany uh, kind of takes over the flow of the show. And um, she's going to just talk to me and kind of drag me out of my 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 shell. You and little let you, box, baby. Yeah, and yes. let you people know uh, a little bit more about me and what I'm all about. Yeah. Thanks for letting me drive this bus today, John. Drive it, girl, drive I get it. To, I get to sit in a big girl seat and everything you, with all these that. blinky buttons. I bought, a, I bought a new seat. Bought a new seat. I think I picked it up for free <laughs> off of uh, someone that was trying to get rid of it at a garage. I got, I got a new seat for you. You did get a new seat, and it's child yeah. size, so it works well. I feel like I should be coloring right so now. So you just don't care about the coronavirus. You got on the train, public transportation. You came here, right. and here we are, breathing all over each breathing other. Breathing, I'm just licking this microphone over here. <laughs> That's right. I don't you know, care. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I saw on the news today, Norway is number three. Norway has a bronze medal in Europe for Word, the number of cases. How about that? Right? A little uh, like per capita. Was it per capita or was it's it total ca- number? It's, to, it's, per, it's capita, per capita, okay. I think. Okay. I could be lying, but hey, you know. But what, I, what I'm tripping on is that the schools are still open. I sent no, they're not. Our, I just for got our it. kids. They're, 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 for your they're, kids? Yeah, we sent them out. Oh, well, no we shit. sent them out anyway. Are they, are they at school? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got an email from my school yesterday okay. that they are canceling all of our lectures and um, they're working on trying to get uh, the exams from home, okay. which would be... Yep. Super awesome. Do it. Now, I have a musician <laughs> friend who's also a teacher at my daughter's school. And we were talking yesterday, and he said they're prepared to do that uh, that online education thing. But as of now, so far as we know, the schools are still open. Oh, and that that's... surprised me a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I guess with the little kids, it's uh, it's... I don't know because they, they're the ones that should shut down first because they're the ones think. with the immune you would think, yeah. issue. Yeah. But, well, you know, fuck them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're just kids. We don't need Norway's them. Norway's like, fuck <laughs> them. You know, they're all right. So, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna hand things over to you. Um, you're the host. Ah, yeah. Let, you, you're, you're, you're steering. You're steering this. Uh, I, this let's crazy hope train. I don't. Let's hope I don't drive us off a cliff. You are the conductor on this crazy train. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, John. Because you know what? I've been dying to hear about how your you do stand up. Yes, I do. Yes, you yeah. do. And as I've good been, as I can. As good as you can. And you know that I came to your premiere, your very yes, first stand up. And yeah. I, I haven't had the opportunity to see you grow as a comedian because you know uh, I I did stand up back that's in right. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not that I sit there and critique you or anything while you're up there. I'm cheering you on. But you, you see the nuances, you know I what I see what you're doing. Yeah. And so I I am very interested right. in how cuz you just had a set in Oslo. When, when was that? This was uh what day is it today? Today's Thursday. Thursday. This was on Tuesday. So it was just a couple of days ago. So yeah, you're still it was my riding first time, that down. My first time doing a set in Oslo. So that in was the pretty big that city, was a man. Little status, you know. Nice. So, so how did that go? Tell us about it. You know, that went fantastic. Um another uh, comedian that I know, Joachim, uh, kind of hipped me to this uh, this scene. It's called Steinar's Open Mic. Okay. Uh, shout out to Steinar, great guy. Where where is this located? You so know what? It's know. at Cafe Mir, M I R, Cafe Mir in Oslo. Okay. Uh, a little seedy part of. I mean, it fits for stand up. Good <laughs> lord. 
all kind of shadows, no street lights, very dark. That's uh, where you go. No, I'm I'm kind of halfway kidding, but it, you know it, it is in a in a for me an unknown part of Oslo. But um, there's a pretty high amount of traffic, foot traffic there, and we had a great crowd. Uh, that uh, that show that Steinar's put on is gaining in popularity. So I I was very fortunate that uh, a friend of mine told me about it, and Steinar was so gracious as to let me in at the last minute, uh, and I. I killed it. I, I pretty, bet you pretty, did. Pretty much killed it, if I can brag a little bit. <laughs> it went fantastic. Uh, I was real hyped for it. Uh, but on a, on a less positive note, you know, just to talk about the fluctuations of stand-up performance. Now, this was Tuesday, and I and I did fantastic. Brand new material, by the way. Ooh, good for you. So then I go on stage here in uh, in our town last night, same material, and I I didn't bomb. But it didn't go as well. And it's like, what, you know, why, what is going on? You know, and you have to allow for the different crowd, the different, you know, the different dynamic in the crowd. You have to allow for, uh, you know, my mood for the day. And all well, that stuff. I think Lord, you, you also be- have to, you, you also have to allow for where you performed, sweetie, because you were in Oslo, which is a very multicultural area. So they will get your jokes. Exactly. And then and you it was come very here to multi- drum in and then exactly. you're like, eh, well, well, you talk translate. About, you talk about multicultural uh, in Oslo is a great mix of, uh, you know, white folks, Norwegians, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of immigrants. Uh, there's a couple of guys from India. There's a guy from Poland, a guy from Czechoslovakia, uh, a lot of brown faces from who knows where out in the crowd. So yeah, it's a, it's yeah. Some of the jokes that I think you know the stories that I tell they go over better. Yeah. With a certain demographic. Absolutely. So you got <laughs> you have to find your audience. Do yeah. not ever yeah. do not ever adjust your comedy to your audience. You need to adjust your audience to your comedy. It. I couldn't adjust my comedy if I tried. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too new to adjust anything. I, get, I, I, I study what I'm going to say and I just run with it. <laughs> I, get, I get that. Well, well, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. you I know. adjusted my comedy. When yeah. I, I first started with stand-up, John, I did uh, kind of that Jerry Seinfeld kind of observational comedy. Okay. Like, what's the deal with this bullshit? You know? Why? Yeah, and it was yeah. all right. But then it turned out that I'm, John, I have this like uh, panache for being yeah. mean, cruel. <laughs> and so I adjusted my comedy and eventually I became a roast queen. Uh-huh. So that's where my yeah, comedy ended up. You said that before. Yeah. You talked about Lisa Lampanelli. Yes, right. Yeah. The queen of mean. Yeah. And then, and, and uh, that's kind of the way I ended up going. You will eventually find your niche. Yeah. You will always start off with doing the open mic, stand up, yeah. whatever set you wrote, but something will happen in your, in your comedy career where they'll go, no, you're better at this, you know? Yeah. And, and they found out, you know, me, I'm just a mean bitch. I mean, straight <laughs> up. And they're like, girl, come over here to the rose side. Yeah. And that yeah. way you can tear people down and feel good about yourself, you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know, it was a, it was a great gig in Oslo. Not mm-hmm. so well last night here, but in, in, in Oslo it went great. And I, I walked out of there with three good contacts uh where there's going to be some sort of a booking Uh, i don't have the details yet but there's going to be some sort of a booking for a paid gig uh later this summer yeah Uh, so that was fantastic just from that one performance so it 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 helps to network it helps to to you know most of my dates have just been in this immediate area up until now where i 
went to Oslo and, and boom, all of a sudden things are happening. Doors open. Happening Doors open yeah. when you travel. You got you to dare to you got to dare to stretch your legs a little bit and, and walk on some <laughs> new ground. So. But the key is is finding your audience. And yeah. uh, if I you, think yeah, don't cry if you bomb one place. Don't cry. Well, you know, I, I'm a perfectionist and I drive myself very hard. I can be very hard on myself. And I was real hard on myself last night. I came home and I, yeah, I'm not saying I was crying in my, in my coffee cup, but I was, <laughs> I was pretty down. I get I just, it. I, you know, you, you, all the thoughts that go through your head, you know, why did it go so well the other night? I used the same material this night and it went horrible. So there's all that introspection, all that self-analysis yeah. and all that stuff. And, while it can be healthy, you got to learn when to cut it off so that it doesn't become a, you know, situation where you're beating yourself up. Oh, absolutely not. So uh, I sat up until about three in the morning and then I decided, <laughs> OK, I'm starting to beat myself up. Let's go to bed. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but at least yeah. at least you stopped yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's some but people I am a that perfectionist. Well, you've got to stop that shit if you're going to be a comedian, John. That's just, uh, you can't be a perfectionist. You well, are going to bomb, and you are also yeah, going to have hecklers. Absolutely. You're going to have these No, but I like the hecklers. I like them. Oh, I do, too. Oh, gosh, oh, I, get, I get them. Try get me. Them. Try yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that was a, a great time in Oslo. I, uh, I enjoyed it. Good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, when you have the hecklers, I have this um, phrase when I was doing comedy. It's called um, camping. Have you yeah. ever heard of camping? No, not in that context. Okay, well, when you when you come into a new place, especially a big city, when you're doing stand up, you're going to you better is expect some some hecklers because yeah. when in the big cities you always have these people who think they're funnier than you. Oh yeah, that are sitting yeah, out in yeah. the crowd. Yeah, and they yeah. want to interrupt your jokes or they want to just and they're super drunk and yeah. they're assholes yeah. or yeah. whatever. So you have to prepare yourself. I had one guy. Yeah, I had one guy the other night also that was shouting out uh, a couple of times. But uh, uh, you know, you can either ignore it or. If you if you've got your eyes open, you might see an opportunity uh -huh. to you know come with a little one liner right. at that guy's expense, and, and then all of a sudden camping. you're winning. Exactly. Okay, that's camping, camping yeah, my that's love. Camping. Yeah. camping, camping. Let me let me explain camping to you Let's when hear, you do stand up. Yeah. When I go camping, uh, I go camping in the woods. Usually, most people go camping in the woods. But do you know what the name of the woods that I go camping in, John? Where it's called the Wish a Motherfucker Woods. <laughs> I go camping in the wish a motherfucker woods. I a wish a motherfucker would. No wild animals there. No you wild animals. The no. You're the king of that and, jungle. And I camp there. I have okay. I have a fire. I got shelter there. I'm ready to go. Okay. Go. I wish a motherfucker would. She didn't say she was ready to go. She said she was <laughs> ready to go. Okay. I'm no. ready to go. <laughs> That's that southern I shit coming it. out. I love it. I love it. I'm ready to go. Because I don't yeah. fuck around with these yeah. hecklers. So sometimes it depends on, like, one time I did a show in Atlanta. And I knew that I was going to have a problem because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a white girl. Yeah. And Atlanta's kind of, you know, that's little, Atlanta. That's you know, hot that's Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. And the problem is, the is that. of America. Which, yeah. which, listen, I have. Yeah, the problem is, is that sometimes because I'm Southern and because I have black folk in my family and I was raised right, by some do. black yeah. folk, yeah. sometimes I say ret to go yeah. and sometimes yeah. I have it comes out. I mean, it, 
I was raised that way. You ever experienced anybody get offended by that? They think you're kind of putting on yes. uh, for show and all yes, that? Yes, yeah? because, yeah. well, no, not putting on a show, but I had one that gave me, you know, I have some people that give me looks and stuff, yeah. but there's other people that can see that it just comes out naturally. I just roll with it. It's yeah. so, you, are, you are so authentic. There's no, I'm like, there's nothing faking, there's nothing faking there. <laughs> but I was raised that way. But whenever I went to Hotlanta oh. and, and I'm doing a show there, uh, there was a group of black ladies that was super pissed at me because of the way i talk I can imagine. Uh, yeah. yeah but um afterwards we did have a talk about it like you know they did come up to me after the show like who the fuck you think you is well, they actually you know? came up to you. oh yeah so don't that's you have one thing to you? see the looks one when they're sitting in the audience but they actually came up to you <clears throat> after the show uh-huh it was like it wasn't like a meet and greet or anything it's like after the show it was a meet and throw hands after <laughs> 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 These hands are rated E for everybody. So they actually, uh, they actually got up in your face. They got up in my face, okay. but not in a bad way. Uh, I can't say that they like you know were bad, ready to throw down, but they came and talked to me and like I don't know who the fuck you think you are, like so stealing our culture. They were checking me, and I'm like, there is such a thing as cultural appropriation. Yes. I do believe that, but because someone's you know, am I appropriating white culture because I'm speaking in what a lot of people would think is a less than ethnic <laughs> dialect of American English, you know? So, yeah. you know, you, 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 to me, in my world, you talk the way you talk and that's it. That's period. the way I was that's raised, it. man. I can't help it, you know? And I, I dropped the, I dropped the F-bombs a lot, yeah. you know? I was raised that way. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, and there's a, there's a, you hear the difference. You hear if someone's putting on airs. You hear if someone is trying to fake, fake their way into a certain environment or into right. a certain group. You hear it. And I don't hear any of that. Okay. Okay. I appreciate deal. that. I appreciate Miss that. Miss Tiffany is a real deal, y'all. <laughs> but speaking, speaking of, of race and, and, yeah. and all that and stuff, uh, we want to talk about... I'm not Samoan. <laughs> you're, you're missing the tattoo, my friend. Yeah. Jason Momoa. <laughs> okay, well, you also do uh, quite a bit of music. Yes, I do. And yeah. so like race and uh, bringing in that because yeah. uh, you bring in the blues, you bring in proper you know, yeah. dark, you know, and then the heartfelt blues of music. So why did you choose blues of all the music? Well, I can say I didn't choose the blues. You know, a lot of people, I, I, I contest that actually. I, I challenge people. Now okay. here I'm going to plug my stuff, go in and check me out on, um, on my uh, artist page okay. on Facebook. It's uh, at John Allen Loyal Oak, J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-L-O-Y-A-L-O-A-K, for those who are less proficient in English. <laughs> uh, go in there, check it out, and then there's links to my music on Spotify and YouTube and whatnot. Um, uh, now, so far, I only have four singles that I've released. I've got a ton of music that's recorded, but it's a timing issue. It's a timing thing. You know, eventually, later on this year, Midsummer, late summer, there'll be an album, and then you guys will hear everything. But these first songs are acoustic, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Um, and some people say that word blues. Now, to me, and I don't want to offend anybody, uh, but I don't care if I do. Uh, <laughs> the blues is boring. If you think of traditional blues, you know, dun dun dun. dun oh dun, yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. You know, and you know, yeah. To me, that's boring. 
And that's that's not my music. Now, my music has some blues elements, maybe mostly in the lyrics with that right. sort of melancholy, uh, not quite a woe is me thing, but a, no. but a where do we go from here type of thing. I, I get that. That's a, There's an element of that in my lyrics for, yeah. my, for my solo stuff. But, um, you know, there's, there's a touch of gospel in there as well. There's there a touch is. of rock. There's yeah. a Which, touch of everything. You don't, you don't hear the rock now because it's mostly acoustic. But you when still I, hear the rock. I should have played. Actually, I meant to play. You know what? We're going to, when we're done, I'm going to play one of my songs that's coming on the next album. Next album. Okay. And you're going to eat those words when you said it reminds you of the blues. Okay. Because then you hear, that. that's when you're going to hear the, the, the real, um, uh, this concoction of musical elements that right. I have. And yeah, there's a little bit of blues, but there's a lot of rock. There's a lot of funk. There's a lot of soul and R&B. Yeah. A lot of gospel. So when you melt all that together, then you have... You know, I, I, I'll, I'll take that I'll take that back, the whole blues thing, because, uh, you know, with music, like you say that you think the original classic blues is boring because it's still the all respect to it yeah no all respect to it but i say the same thing about rap the original rap i'm talking about like uh sugar hill Hill gangs and and they always are yo my name is here and i'm here to say right they were always my name is something and i'm here to say so the original shit is always garbage the original blues me i think is garbage yeah. and i think original rap is garbage i mean i love the sugar hill gang i'll sure, get sure. i'll get drunk and dance to it i have no problem but that musical genre has grown it has grown since and then. developed and turned into and something developed and, and, and now and we're stuck well but they still introduce each other a lot i mean i don't know if you know like little john like hey and they're like little john Ludacris, you know okay so they still introduce each yeah. other and there's still about like 20 minutes of introductions in the, in the rap song but I'd still I'd love the rap the way it's it's been developed throughout the years okay. because now we're no longer introducing people so, and we're here yeah. to say so you know what I mean then when I say the I know blues exactly that traditional blues I think is boring so yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take that there are some elements of the blues there in is. my music and and I guess you know with these first few songs that have come out it's kind of I mean it is what it is it's very simple acoustic uh, musically it's it's simple but there's some pretty wide dynamic in my uh in my vocals with mm-hmm. the with the the it's funny uh, the, the one song i have uh edge of it all uh i do all the voices on all of these songs it's all me both the lead and the backing vocals yeah. and someone asked me who are who are those ladies you got singing, <laughs> singing backup and uh it's 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 just me you know what you know what don't holler because you got a voice like butter Butter. You got, got butter. You got a butter voice. It's smooth and silky <laughs> well, thank you. and stuff thank like you. that. I don't know how high you get, what your register is and how, um, but we don't need no sopranos in your kind of music. So yeah, yeah. it's, um, I don't know. I have a decent range. I don't know. I sing the way I sing. Um, <laughs> but, but again, you know, with these songs that I've released so far, these four singles that I've come with so far, um, they are simple acoustic. It's me with, uh, 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 an acoustic guitar and maybe one or two overdubs uh, panned out to the sides, and then there's my lead vocal and then a choir of my voice singing back up. So, so you it's do very simple. everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. You see those uh, those guitars there? I got my there's my bass over there, my keyboard behind us. 
Um, this is where this is where the magic uh, this happens. This is where magic happens. There's all kinds of I, stuff. I, I did record some of the vocals at my friend uh, Henning's studio, but um, other than that, everything everything is done here. Yeah, Amazing. and he did he did the guitar work on uh, the song. Um, uh, Sunday, ten o'clock. Oh, on nice. That one. So he did okay. the guitar work on that. So you got a little studio. bit of help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you perform live anywhere with your music? You know what? I haven't performed live in years. The last time I performed live was at um, it was here in Drummond at Buddy, and that club has been shut down since then. This was back in two. Was it two thousand and? 15 i believe jesus christ has been a hot minute yeah. it's time to get back on that yeah. oh absolutely yeah the the pro the issue has been um you know every this, this solo project of mine <clears throat> has been pushed ahead of me for 10 12 almost 15 years because every time i was ready to work on it every time i was ready to to focus on it i would get another um uh, project where I would be writing right. for another band or another artist. I know how that goes. So, you know, and, and I did it gladly because I love writing for, right. for others. I, I, I love writing, period. You're a lyricist, right? Absolutely. That's, that's what you that's do. What I, you that's write, my main thing. You write song that's, lyrics for other yeah, musicians. Yeah, yeah, that's my main thing. I don't know if everybody knows that about you, but you also they write lyrics. <laughs> yeah. And you write really great lyrics. You you touch people's hearts with your lyrics. So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I I... I don't know. I guess I'm kind of selfish in that writing process. I'm writing, uh, even if it's for another artist, even if they say, hey, here's a piece of music, give me some lyrics. I write for myself. What's my experience? Uh, what are my feelings? What do I mean about this, that, or the other right. subject? And then I write on that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then hopefully <laughs> the person who wanted those lyrics like it. Um, so uh, there's a selfish process <laughs> There's in always that. a selfish selfish process in creativity, always. Yeah. Because I know that um, I'm a writer. You know, I did music yep. and I did comedy like you. I'm kind of yep. like you. I think that's why we connected. We've done all the same shit. You're the female, shorter, wider <laughs> version of shorter, of me. wider, less <laughs> less melanin. But yeah, that's basically it. But my boobs are prettier. They're, they they're are. Pretty, Those, they are you prettier. got a nice set over there. I got a nice. If crack. I may say. <laughs> Welcome to our 10 o'clock in the morning Welcome show. Welcome to our 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the kids are at school. We can talk like this. Talk like shit. Anyway. Yeah. So, shit, what we were talking about. We were talking about the writing process. And oh, I do it for process. selfish reasons. Right. Well, I here's... When I, when I went to school for writing, and, and that's what I do outside of uh, your podcast and all my other shit, yeah. is I'm a writer. And what we were always told is that you write what you know. Because if you start writing... Writing, like for for example, if me if I start writing about I don't know bodybuilding or yeah. weightlifting, I don't know shit about it, so it's going to come out dry. Right. But if I start writing about something that I know, then it's beautiful. So of yeah. course you're going to write your lyrics about things that you are familiar with and yeah. things that yeah. you have a feeling yeah. with, because otherwise yeah. you won't connect with the audience. Yeah, you know, and I and I enjoy putting myself out there in the sense that um, uh, you know I I say it loud and 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 proud that when I write something, it's because of my experience or my feelings or my observations, and it's a form of release where I can, you know, <clears throat> for example, you, you, you hear these songs, like I said, there's a certain melancholy thing in these mm -hmm. singles that I've released, but you can go on, uh, on, onto a totally different music, uh, genre where I've written some hard rock stuff. 
Um, check out the Red Rockets on uh, on Spotify. Shout out. There's some evil. It's it's kind of it's kind of evil, kind of mean, kind of harsh. <laughs> John, kinda, you don't have no mean shit but, in your body. Oh, absolutely. Get, shut the front door. Shut now. the front door. That's bullshit. Like, oh. oh, you are full of shit. <laughs> hey, you don't write no mean lyrics. Get the fuck out of here with it's that bullshit. A, it's a it, yeah, it's a side of me. It's a really side of me. you got some darkness in you, John. You got some darkness in you. Yeah. I didn't know because, yeah. like, like I said, you got a voice like butter, <laughs> and you sound like everybody's kindergarten teacher. Check out the song "Love and Hate" by the Red Rockets right. on Spotify Plug. Uh, or anywhere actually, anywhere you want to find digital music. The song "Love and Hate." Um, just check it out. I would and then get back check to me and tell I me I don't have it. a mean side. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, the song says it, love and hate. I get love and hate, but you know, you can have a bunch of songs with a great title, but it does, it's not about some darkness. Yeah, and you yeah, just don't seem yeah. like you have any darkness in you. Even though, let's dig into your past. Okay, Even let's do that. though, let's do that. before you came here to Glorious Norga, you were a popo yes, back in the USA. Yes, you, I you was. You were the motherfucker I was running from. I, <laughs> tell, me, tell me about what you did. I was a cop. In uh, the Chicago suburbs, I was there for just under seven years. Maybe I passed seven years, around seven years, uh, all the way up until I moved here to Norway. And uh, people ask me all the time, was it a big change in your life to move from the States to Norway? And it was in some aspects, but it was a bigger change for me to start that job as a cop in the Chicago suburbs. Now I'm a country guy okay. from rural Ohio, semi-rural Ohio. <laughs> so to go from there now after, you know, after living in Ohio, I went to college for a while and then I went into the Marines right. and then I lived for a while in North Carolina and then I moved to the Chicago. Semper area. Fi, by the way, Semper oh, Fi. Thank you, Semper <laughs> Fi. Always, always faithful. But, uh, but that whole thing of getting into police work and getting that, contact and exposure to that element that was totally new for me that was a shock i i handled it you know every, everything went fine i had a successful seven years i ended up being a uh a uh, <laughs> narco cop drugs <laughs> drugs and uh, gangs you was the guy I was running from don't take so, my weed <laughs> <laughs> you know what i i it, it's it's pretty amazing because back then you know, you took a few ounces of weed or, or half a key or a key or whatever of weed off of somebody. That was like a big deal. Really? And I see it now where it's becoming legalized. And, all, and I, I just have to say, I have no problem with weed being legal. Mm. I see more, I saw back then more destruction from, from other drugs, you know, heroin, mm -hmm. um, uh, cocaine, crack. Myth. But especially meth, a little, not really at that time. Meth oh, wasn't really not. that. Not back then, no. Um, but mostly alcohol. People got drunk and did the most evil things to each other. So I figure if alcohol is legal, and I have no problem with that, either, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying if alcohol is legal, why shouldn't weed be legal? Word. Because let me tell you something the difference. Between I've never seen anybody fight 
Word. Get crazy. Exactly. Belligerent. Uh, I've never seen that. The only on thing weed. a stoner is a danger to is a bag of fucking Doritos. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah, what a stoner yeah. is. Uh, you've never seen any stoner out there yeah. fighting. They go to right to the yeah. couch. They yeah. put on the fucking Simpsons and they eat their Funyuns and they chill out. They're, nobody overdoses on it, but people yeah. do die from alcohol poisoning. So I, so I have, I have no problem with people who use it. I, mm. I have no problem with you know. I, I don't. I don't have any problem if it if it's legal. I, I think it would be a benefit to society if it was legalized because now we know so much about the medicinal uh, right. properties of People it. People will chill the fuck out if they can just smoke yeah, a little you know, more weed. If, if you can get a prescription for Xanax or whatever, right? why can't you get a prescription for something that is a more natural product and something that that's doesn't not have the addictive. side effects and it's not addictive? Weed that's exactly what's going to get to. Is, yeah. Uh, pain medication. These opiates that are killing people in Dude, our country. Let, let me tell you something about that. That that was a problem for me back in the day. Was it really? I was I was in the army. Yeah, you had your accident. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was in the That's army right. yeah. and I got blowed up and all that mm. stuff and it completely destroyed my back. And it fractured like a couple of my vertebrae were like there's dust. It yeah. shattered it completely and, and, and I had a lot of that sciatic pain. So they did a lot of experimental treatments on me. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Let me <laughs> let me talk to you about Vax D. Let me tell you about this awful treatment called Vax D. Do you know back in the medieval times? Like back when there was knights and, and yeah, queens yeah, and princesses yeah. and all that bullshit. But they also had those torturing devices back then. You're going to tell me that this is similar to the rack? This is the rack. This is the rack. This is the fucking rack. They put me on my belly on this bed, quote unquote bed, hard bed, that split in the middle. And they put a strap around my shoulders mm -hmm. like a cow. And yeah. then they put another strap around my waist. Yeah. And then they slowly separated this bed over how long a period of time 40 minutes 40. like every like every day for 40 minutes uh it was every three days for 40 minutes and okay. i had to sit on the fucking rack and get uh, stretched out i grew a whole inch after um you never know it you would You're never just know a it. tiny little thing you know why you know never know it because after that because that treatment fucked me up so bad i grew an inch um but when i grew that inch i Fractured my vertebrae even more to where I had to go get surgery and take it out. So now I'm actually wow. an inch shorter than I was. <laughs> oh, you didn't need that. I well, I had listen. I had five whole months of being five foot two. Now <laughs> I'm, five, I'm it, back. Yeah. Now yeah, I got excited about being five foot two. I, my pants weren't high waters anymore. That kind of shit. So. But then I went back down to five foot one. And now I'm sad. I shouldn't be making funny. I'm not the tallest in the world either. I'm, I'm barely five eight. People, you're you're barely I'm a manlet. You're barely five eight upward, but you're probably about six feet sideways. You will knock yeah, a motherfucker the, down. I got that. I got that powerlifting. You thickness. got some shoulders. I got that powerlifting <laughs> thickness. You got a good center. You know, talking of about talking about. Um, Talking about injuries and operations and all that stuff, I am very much my my day to day life is very much uh, influenced by this whole series of shoulder operations that I oh, have. Oh baby, that I've had. You got a shit ton. Good of them. lord, they've. You know, I don't know if, it, if if I put this out in video form. One of these days, I'm gonna put up a photo, and from the operation table that the surgeon took of the open. And if you could see how they filleted me like a dog on sand, like a good meat, open me up from my spine all the way across my shoulder blade 
to the to the side of my shoulder no and shit. just filleted that son of a gun open nice. like, a, like salmon mm, tasty <laughs> and and um so that just kind of says a little bit about the the so I, I know what you're talking about about long term you know i wasn't blown up in <laughs> afghanistan but uh afghanistan right yes yeah i wasn't blown up in afghanistan but i was filleted on an operating listen table, that's so. not good because i was not filleted I, I was not filleted. I, I broke a few bones. That's that's all that happened when I got blowed up. I broke a few bones and I got a um, TBI, what they call it, traumatic brain injury. Oh, yeah. There's so, a lot of talk about that now. Uh, yeah. 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 So I do have, a, yeah, listen, I got brain now, damage. I do have are, brain damage. How are you, now, how are you affected by that? Uh, the, the brain damage that I got, it, it affected my limbic system. And that is, that controls uh, basically your Memory, your short-term memory. So okay. my name is Tiffany. And then I okay, turn so, around and go, so, hi, my name is Tiffany. And I saw So your again. short-term memory is a little shot. My down. short-term memory is completely okay. fucked, uh, which is hard when you're a college student because you can't remember anything you just yeah. read five minutes ago. So that sucks. But also how it affects you, and it's really strange, is that it also affects your olfactory system. So your oh, smells. Really? So I will be standing there and I will smell something that's totally not fucking there. I mean, okay. it's not there. Uh, I will smell my... Uh, my grandpa's old spice cologne a lot, oh. and oh, for some reason, and, and it it okay. breaks my it breaks my heart. Oh, I can imagine. Follow, I can follow imagine. me. Hold, hold my hand on this one because this <laughs> this breaks my heart. The smell I get sometimes is fried chicken. Oh, mercy. it's in my nose, and mercy. you know you can't find it here, You're Norma, not baby. Find it here. You ain't gonna find it here. So it gets oh. my mouth all watering, and I get all excited about my grandma's fried chicken, <sighs> and it's in my nose, and just, it's in my soul. Just makes you want to go home. It's in my and, goddamn and, soul. <laughs> And I walk around and you can't find any fucking fried chicken to save your life in this country. So your sense of smell is, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because well, my, my nose is not connected right. There's something wrong with the connection between my nose and my brain. So I'll be walking around and my brain just says, you know what? Somebody smells like a fart. I'm like, word. <laughs> and then my brain's like, okay. So somebody smells like a fart and I'll look at somebody, but they might be smelling nice. But... Remember we were texting this morning when you were on your way here and I told you I'm going to go get in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't shower. So what, maybe you're imagining that you smell soap and deodorant and Lagerfield. Uh... Well, just pretend. Just keep telling me that you put on lots of deodorant. We're fine in this room. We're fine. But yeah. So that's how that brain. But, but you, with your shoulder injury, you... Uh, you decide that you continue yeah. like a moron to lift all these big heavy weights. Why do you well, do that? Well, there, there's, I'm, I'm not a meathead. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> I know you are. It, it's, no, I know you're just yeah, you're joking, joking with the moron thing, but, but I, I, I want to say this for the benefit of, of, of other people. Mm. Now this type of operation that I got, what they did was they put an Achilles tendon across my scapula and connected it where the infraspinatus normally would be. Right. So it's a very, and, and it's a new type operation. There's this uh, surgeon at the Mayo Clinic in the States who created this procedure. My surgeon, uh, Dr. Lundgren at Louisenberg Hospital. Hello, doctor. If hey, you're listening. doctor. She learned this procedure from him. She's the only surgeon in Norway who knows this, and I am the only patient Nice. That has had this surgery in Norway. I didn't know that. So yeah, so so in that whole process, you can just imagine the follow up right. treatment that I'm getting. Um, a lot of contact with Dr. Lundgren, a lot of contact with a physical therapist and a manual therapist, and in this whole regimen, we have a very specific um, training regime <clears throat> that I have to follow. Right. And in that training regime, I have 
to work out. Okay. I have to. Right. Um, the biggest thing, you know, squatting is out the window. I can't squat because I can't raise my arm up to, to, to grab a hold of the bar. Right. Um, so I can't, I can't power, I can't squat for powerlifting, but I can squat with what's called a safety squat bar, which is a bar that just rests over your shoulders and it has handles in the front. Is is that the one that has the, the little um, if you check me divot off, over the yeah, neck so you can yeah, put it on your shoulder? Yeah, literally it has, sit it, it. and it has two handles that I've come I've seen forward. those, yeah. So instead of holding on both sides up here, on the sides, it's got the two handles that come in the front. Smart, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do that, which kind of, which supplements my... Squatting, you know, I have the Norwegian squat record. Can I just say that? I just uh, want to say that. And I wanna, yes, you fucking and I wanna, do. And I want to raise. Yes, I want to raise that record eventually. <gasps> even though, even though I can't bench. Uh, what my last at my last powerlifting meet, I squatted three hundred thirty-five and a half kilos. Wow, it's like seven hundred and is that? I don't know. That's, what is that? That's is that seven? like that's like seven eight of me. I think it's <laughs> a lot. Seven hundred something pounds. I can't remember what it is. Do the math. It's a lot. Three three hundred thirty-five point five kilos. That's a Norwegian record. Mm. I did that when I was forty-nine years old, a little over a year ago. Good on you. And that was after having six or seven shoulder that's, operations that's already. That's right. You told me you were like yeah. over fifty. Oh, Look at me. 50. Denzel sitting over I'm here. I'm saying, <laughs> like a baby face, like Billy D, Billy D, Billy D. <laughs> Billy D. Oh, Billy D. <laughs> you went even further back. I'm talking about Denzel. You're talking about I Billy D. I love me Billy D. <laughs> I love. So, 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 this whole, so this whole thing with the shoulder thing, it is, it's really cramping my style because I love powerlifting. Right. Um, and I, and I, I've, I've been pretty successful at it so far. In spite of that shoulder injury, that shoulder so, you've had many. What do you mean yeah. that so, shoulder injury? You well, well, this whole so shoulder. Pro- yeah, it's all, it's all been on the same shoulder. Okay. Uh, so in spite of all of these injuries and all of these surgeries, I've been incredibly successful. I was on the American national team. No kidding. Uh, um, yeah. This here's what I was going to say at my at the last meet I was in. I squatted three hundred and thirty five and a half for a Norwegian record. I benched twenty kilos. Because you have to do squat, bench, and deadlift in the competitions. Right. And I only benched 20 kilos. So I had the biggest squat and the smallest <laughs> bench. So so, so I, I'm saying this to address what you say about, you know, because everyone says, oh, my gosh, John, be careful. I'm extremely right. careful. Uh, I don't do any upper body training except for what I'm allowed to do. Okay. And, and that is in a tight dialogue with the surgeon the physical therapist and the manual therapist, because they're watching me. They're watching me. And I want to be the model patient. I want to be, um, you know, I don't want to mess up their their game. You know, this is a new operation and they're watching me. They're trying to guide me through this so that they can do their, their research, if you will. So they know how to do this better for for the next, for the next patient. So I have a certain amount of responsibility on my shoulders uh, in my mind. You're the, you're the control group in this scientific. Exactly. 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 Terrifying. So, so my whole life for the last, well, I had my first operation. I think it was in two, was it 2015? Let's see. I started powerlifting in 2015. You started powerlifting in 2015 and you're this fucking massive already. Well, Well, before that I was a bodybuilder. Okay. All right. Um, I'll show you a picture. You won't even recognize me, probably. Shut the front door. I'm, I'll, I'm excited I'll, I'll, already. I'm I'll excited. Say, it's up on my Facebook, on, okay. my pri- on my private page on Facebook. You should just go in on. <laughs> I think it's called, uh, what is that map? I have an album, uh, a map. Uh, uh, it's in my photographs. Fuck it, I'll find Athlet- it. Yeah. Athletics or something like that on yeah. my, my, my photos. And then just, you you probably won't even recognize uh, me. Get the hell out of here. 
weird. It's me, but about uh, 50 pounds lighter. Oh, but like. Li- <laughs> and cut, ripped to shreds. <laughs> Forget the six pack. It was an eight pack. Oh, fuck it. So I was a body. So I was a bodybuilder uh, before I was a powerlifter. I've just always been active in athletics. I was the first person in my high school, um, uh, Norton High School in Ohio, the first person to ever be taken as a freshman and put on the varsity. Varsity. Shut team. up as a freshman. I was a, I was a kick-ass. I was a kick-ass tailback. Wow, nice. So I've always been athletic. Um, athletics being fit, being active has been. Have you always huge... been so stocky? Because yeah, you yeah, are. You've yeah, always been like yeah. a fucking brick wall. I think I. <laughs> I think I stopped growing in height in seventh or eighth grade. I stopped at Bitch, five eight. That's where I was. I stopped growing I, in third grade. I'm still <laughs> five foot one. I feel you. I feel so you. I stopped growing in height, but I just kept getting thicker and thicker. You know, I, I started lifting weights in seventh grade, maybe. What grade is that when you're 10 years old? I was 10 years old when I oh, started. Oh, that's fifth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade, yeah. Started lifting weights in fifth grade. I got We had those old plastic weights with the cement filling. Right, right, right. Down right, in our basement. Those, yeah. Yeah, so I did that fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. And then in eighth grade for football, we had a fantastic uh, group of coaches. Some of them I'm friends with on Facebook to no this kidding. day. I love these guys. Um, and I started, uh, started lifting weights like seriously and with good guidance already in eighth grade. So I was what, 12 years old, nice. 12, 13 years old. And, uh, and I've just been building on that ever since I've trained smart, uh, drug free. You've been doing um, this for 40 years, drug free, no anabolics, no, you know, I could tell you're not on anabolics. There's uh, I used to date a boy that was a bodybuilder that was on small, small penis. No, no, his penis was fine, but his balls were like gone. Oh, I did not that not to share that that's oversharing, but yeah, yeah, hey, no, no format. But this is what I learned because then I went into nursing later on, several years later. And what I learned that is that <laughs> these dudes that take a lot of anabolic steroids, it's all testosterone yeah. to make them yeah. bigger, it's extra yeah. testosterone. So eventually their balls go, You got hey, enough testosterone, and you don't need me. Let me go take a nap. We're yeah. taking a nap. We're gonna go down. Yeah. We're gonna, we're, and they did. It was weird. And from what I understand, it's irreversible when you get to a certain point. Even if you stop taking the uh, artificial testosterone. Yeah. Well, he took then, human growth hormone, too, oh gosh, as well even, as well as whatever the fuck else he did. Now, now, I don't want people to think I'm bashing all that stuff. I think there is a place for that. You know, you can have you can get testosterone replacement therapy and even uh, human growth hormone therapy yeah. from your doctor. You oh, can do that. Oh, I'm not bashing and, that at and all. And they, they know what they're doing. But what I question is these meatheads who are taking these cocktails of God knows what with different hormones and different synthetic things. Well, they're doing it for the wrong purpose and and chances are they're, they're doing not it from the wrong source. They're not having, they're not medically, because yeah. I know women, my mom, who takes hormone therapy, yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with nothing hormone wrong with therapy. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But if it's doctor prescribed and it's for... Uh, and I'm not even going to even judge anybody's cause. Like if somebody goes to their doctor and says, listen, I've been picked on my whole life. I'm going to be ripped. And their doctor says, well, I think it's, uh, you know, good for you to take anabolic steroids, whatever. If their doctor says it's fine and they're doing it the right, right way. But if they're just going and buying this shit from Mexico and uh, putting this weird shit yeah. in their body and they're doing it because they have this small ego and they can't live with themselves. And yeah. no, <laughs> no, you know, it. it's, um, 
you know, to each his own. Mm. Now, the Powerlifting Federation that I compete in, a lot of people are going to bash me or they're going to bash my my Powerlifting Federation. Uh, I know they do. I see it on online on social uh, media. Who the, fuck, who the, the fuck bashes a powerlifting a minute? Why? Well, why? Uh, I, I lift. I, I lift uh, here in Norway. I lift for the uh, Norwegian uh, Powerlifting League, which is an affiliate of the IPF, International Powerlifting Federation. Right. Excuse me. And when I was on the national team in the states, when I lift in the states, it's uh, USAPL. USA Powerlifting, okay. which is also an affiliate of the IPF. And the IPF and their affiliates uh, market themselves very aggressively and very um, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just slipped me a little note off the air. I'm not going to say what it was. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> they're all going to figure this out. I'm just going to say, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's, you know what? Why don't you? Why don't you? You take a break, and I'm going to do the read for uh, Miss Ellen. I'll do, do the that. Read right you now. do that because yeah. Miss Ellen, Miss Ellen, I love you. We love you. I miss we you. love you. All right, I'm going to take a break. Be back. Don't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, let me know if you need any help, but I think you'll be no, all right. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, okay, let me just take this minute to do a nice little uh, little read, a little advertisement read for uh, my good friend, Miss Ellen. Miss Ellen works at LA Squared Design. She is responsible for the logo for my uh, coming for the coming home podcast. She's responsible for the logo for all of my music as well. Uh, just a fantastic lady uh, and a fantastic business, LA Squared Design. LA Squared Design is a husband and wife team based out of the United States, and they offer graphic design, website consultation, and marketing services. Now, they're based in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, but that was not an issue for me living here in Norway. Uh, it was very simple, you know, with the <laughs> with the with a, with a few um, strategic uses of telephone calls, email, and Dropbox. Uh, Ellen and I were able to communicate. We were able to uh, get things done in a very timely manner. She did a great job. She captured my vision. Uh, she did the work. Now, if you want to contact Ms. Ellen for graphic design, uh, website consulting, and marketing services, you can go on their website at www.la2design.com. That's www.la, the number two, design.com. L-A-2-D-E-S-I-G-N dot com. Check them out. And here comes Miss Tiffany. That was great timing. I just got done with the read. So we love you, Miss Ellen. Thank you so much for your help. We love you. We love you. We love you. Love you, Ellen. Miss yeah. you. <laughs> you. You good? You all good? I'm all good. I'm all empty. So yeah, you have good. a good radio voice. You think so? I you think know, you I, I have a face for radio, too, I've you been told. <laughs> You you have that little you have that little rusty that little um, the corona yeah. it's a coronavirus is that the, that's is that the start of the corona it's, it's a COVID nineteen that's been helping me I only have the COVID eighteen because I never get the you full get the, no, no I always get the store brand there you go. I always get the store there brand so I got the COVID eighteen <laughs> get a little case of that so so um 
Yeah, where were we? You know, you're the boss here. Yeah, that's right. I'm driving this motherfucker. Listen, (laughs) hey, so, okay, so we already talked about your your comedy that you've done, which I really, really appreciate. Thank you. I appreciate the shout out. That's the first uh, thing that connected us because we we both did comedy. I mean, we've done a lot lot of things together. Or not together, but at the same time. (laughs) The same interests. The same interests. The same interests and stuff. But what do you plan with your comedy with your comedy what do you plan on doing with that here in norway of what all is places? what is the path that i am on well yeah. first let me say that when i do my stand-up i do it in english yeah uh, i speak fluent norwegian uh but when i'm on stage and this is if i'm in uh in a music uh frame of mind or if i'm in anything that has to do with art whether it's music or stand-up i have to do it in english i have to be myself of course so <clears throat> my thing is I'm working on, right now I have a pretty solid uh, 15 minutes. You wouldn't know that from my performance last night on some new material. It's a little rusty, but I have a solid 15 minutes. 15 whole minutes. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's not easy. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm, but I'm constantly in that writing modus, right. constantly in that writing frame of mind. So the material comes. So my thing is I want to expand that 15 minutes to 25 as soon as possible. Wow. And then I want to go out on the road. I got to couple uh, I've, I've had some discussions with Bobek Namati the guy who was on my first right, 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 Bobek what up I've never hey, met Bobek. him but hey oh, he's Bobek he's a beautiful guy I, I, I love he him. seems like a great guy great yeah. sense of humor down to earth big hearted call guy. me Bobek <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's, uh, he's one of my brothers I, I love him yeah so We've had some little, a few talks. We're going to do this, Bobek and I, where it's a, it's a double, let's call it a double-edged sword. Yeah. Uh, I'll do 25 minutes, he'll do 25 minutes, and we're going to try and market this and do like a right. mini a mini tour. Nice. For me, that will be in preparation to having a solid hour. I want to have an hour in place yeah. by the end of this year. That's some ballsy shit, because I, I was doing stand-up for probably... I started doing stand-up uh, after I came back from the military because it was supposed to be like a way to deal with all my anger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think I did it for probably from 2004 until 2007 before I moved here. Three years I did it. I've never had a half-hour show. Well, Never. Well, for, for me, the t- like I said, I'm always in that writing frame of mind. Right. And uh, I keep my phone relatively close so that when I get an idea, I go right onto my little notepad and I Ooh. type it in. You do it like fucking new. I, I have a book. I actually write it down with pencil and shit. You know, I first of all, first of all, we've got a troll in this house who steals pens. Oh. And pencils. I just can't keep a pen or pencil. It just Roger disappears. That. That. So, and I did try to write it freehand, but yeah. it, it, I was I started losing my notes. I couldn't find a pen, and then the idea would be gone. So That's I just fine. do it on That's my fine. phone. As long as you got but, it. But the challenge is, is you know, like it's at the Steinar's open mic in Oslo. Uh, there was a five minute timeline. I looked at my, I recorded my okay. set, and I looked at the the, the dictaphone. I actually did almost nine minutes. But the time frame was only five minutes. Uh-oh. When I go on at the club uh, stage here in uh, Drummond, uh, the time frame is anywhere from five to ten minutes. So mm-hmm. it's it's a challenge to be able to work the material because of the time constraints. That's a problem. I've had a few shows um, in Myeongdong. Myeongdong? Uh, what the fuck do people doing there? They listen to black guys tell funny <laughs> jokes. 
funny that's stories. All they got to do. No, but when I was there, I did like 15, 20 minutes. So I've I've had a few opportunities to do my whole set and really nice. work it. But I'm finding it as a challenge. You know, like I said, I'm 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 a slave driver on myself. So when things don't go well, I beat myself up. I beat myself up last night. Uh, I beat myself up because it, it, you know, I had that that five minutes of material yeah. that I had tried at Steinar's and I wanted to try it tonight. Right. And it didn't go well. Right. And I'm wondering if I should have dropped that new material and just worked on the 15 minutes that I have. And then I would have had a better experience. So it's it's just, it's you know, when do I work it? How do I work it? Where do I? It's going to take stage, some time. Because what stage can I get on to find the time you gotta find, to work those solid you gotta 15 know minutes? Where your, where your audience is, what yeah. audience you have yeah. and where you can put that so it's all basically it's an organizational thing it is because it you is. know you can't tell like uh jewish jokes in new york that's gonna be a problem you know right. so then you start switching your shit so you gotta switch your shit a little bit you'll adjust mm. it drama is gonna be way different than oslo it it's is gonna i saw be. that i saw that it's on tuesday be. night it's it's a big difference it's a huge difference and 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 the, not only that but you are also fighting against a a language barrier because it's not just the language in and of itself, saw, but the idioms that don't make sense to that, them. But you know what? That hasn't been a challenge because even though I'm new, relatively new in stand-up, I just started in March of last year and then I had my operation in May. So I sat for about eight months. So you could say I've had a solid four months of working on, on, on stand-up. But one thing I've been aware of from the start is because um, I've lived here for so long. I know about those language nuances. Right. So that hasn't been an issue yet. Uh, well, it hasn't been an issue when it comes to me creating my material. I've kind of put that you part of the equation into that creative process. I, I understand not. they're not going to get <laughs> some of the things that you and I could joke about. Right. So I have to tailor it to that. But it's not a conscious effort. I just do that because I've been here for so long. But I did see last night, and I'm not trying to blame my, my semi-bombing last night <laughs> on the crowd, but I did see that I said a couple of things from my new routine and it went totally over their heads right not because they're dumb or not because they didn't get it uh, in air quotes but just because of the language and the little nuances it's a problem here because um so i have to be careful about how i play with words definitely but that's just a challenge that i enjoy it's it's a it makes the writing process more of a challenge i can imagine that makes it it more fun but i think it would make it more fun for you because you started here so you yes. get to have, yes. you don't have any bad, um, bad, uh, what is it, mom? Then? Uh, uh, habits. Habits. You don't have any, <laughs> oh, God, I forgot <laughs> an English word. Long. I fucking hate living I here. I do that all the time. I oh. hate living here. I forget <laughs> English words. Yeah, you have a bad habit. Yeah. Uh, with me, I do have, I have a bad habit because I did comedy in the States for like, you know, a few years and then, and then I come here and then those habits don't work. Yeah. Those flick of the wrists, those, those little things, yeah. those little things, little things yeah. small things that yeah. actually add to your comedy. They don't translate here. Right. Right. And that's a problem. But if you started here and you have, um, you know how to add those I've, nuances exactly. into your, into your material. That's a part of the equation that I don't really even have to think about, but I right. can see where that would be a problem if I had started in the States. It's a problem. It's a, it's a fucking problem. It's a problem. And I, I didn't just start in the States. I started in the Southern States. So totally the, different. Yeah. From what you know, these people are used I, to I told somebody I, I made a, a great dinner one time. Uh, I invited a comedian over to my house and I made this fantastic dinner and I told him uh, I put my foot in it. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know what that means? I do, yeah. Uh, he didn't know what that <laughs> he means. No he thought he I thought actually put literally put it. my foot in the goddamn thing. <laughs> uh, in, in the South, when you put your foot in your dinner, that means that you, you really put you your really heart into yeah. it. Yeah. You put you put your love and your soul into it. It's going to be delicious. You bought the expensive ingredients. But you say, I put my foot in it. And uh, that does not sound delicious to other people. My grandmother, well. my grandmother used to say that. She puts she her foot in the She was from Kentucky, Hill Country in Kentucky. Uh -huh. And did she ask you not to put your feet on the Davenport? Do you have a, you know, did you have never, a Davenport? No, she didn't. She, no, she she you didn't no, have a Davenport? No, no, we no. didn't. Okay. Nope, nope. Uh, <laughs> but she was from... Uh, no, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> my grandmother. But 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 when it comes to my routine, okay. So like I said, uh, I want to expand my fifteen minutes to about twenty five minutes. I want to go on the road uh, this summer with Bobek. Uh, I want to build up to one hour by the end of the year, so that in twenty twenty one I can start working that hour. That's gonna be awesome. Jay. Working that hour. I don't know where. I don't know how. But I'm going to. Do it. I am going to book. <laughs> I appreciate I that. I am book. going to book a solo premiere and it's going to be one hour. It's going to be at you. You're going, to, you're going to do a solo show point, for one hour at some, some point in your at life. Some not at some point in my life. At some point in the run of 2021. Word. It's going to happen. Somebody's got a bucket list and he's got, he's got a timeline for his I'm, bucket I'm list. Gonna, I'm he gonna ain't fucking around. I'm going to do it. That, but, but that is a testament to how much I love doing stand-up. Good, yeah. Now, my heart is in my music, right. but in my in my writing, but I love stand-up. <laughs> uh, I fell into it out of the blue with no plans, with no real desire to do it. It just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. I think I told that story on the last podcast, but now that I'm in it, I'm in it. I love you're it. In it. That's it. I love it. If, if you're, when you become, when you become a part of it, you just kind of fall into it and you fall into the crowd. You fall into the, the group of the comedy. There is a, a I guess a brotherhood you can say. In Absolutely. Comedy. Yeah. I got a real good taste of that brotherhood at Steinar's open mic. What a great bunch of guys. I would say there was maybe altogether 10, 15 comics. Not all of them went on. But they were there hanging out. And what a great bunch of guys. <laughs> uh, there's a family. Yeah, there's yeah. a family feeling to it. It is. But do any of them have a podcast? Do they do podcasts too? Or you is know it what? Just you? I'm glad you said that. It was very interesting. Three or four of them were like, oh, man, we heard about your podcast. Uh, and then a couple more just in the process of us talking, getting to know each other. And I mentioned my podcast and their jaw hit the floor. I... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's what you're focused on, but I don't, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of this podcast. Right. Uh, it's new. So I'm, uh, I'm still excited about it, but I don't think it is that big of a wow thing that I'm doing a podcast. You know, anybody could do it if you have something you want to talk about, if you have something to say, anybody yeah. could do it. But these guys are like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. We heard about your podcast. Amazing. <laughs> well, Thank you. But yeah. but they can do it as well. They definitely can do it as well. And if they're comedians and they're used to talking to the public and they're used to talking about bullshit. So uh, it should work. I'm going to. You clicking some buttons? I think I have to call Snoopy. I, uh -oh. forgot, I forgot my water. Uh-oh. I'm going to ask her if she'll come in with it. Snoopy. Snoopy. We need some agua. Hey, give me some check on this. You know, we have no format, no rules, so we can call our wives and ask for, <laughs> and ask for water on this. Hello. 
Hello, Snoop. Hey. Can you do me a favor? I forgot. Uh, as always. <laughs> as always. I forgot my water out there. Could you bring Did it you in? Really? Yeah, it's in my glass already made up. If you uh, can waddle on in here with that, that'd be great. <laughs> and the magic word is? Now? Pretty please. Oh, pretty please. There Sorry, you thank go. you. Thank with you, sugar Tiffany. on top, please. I love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Thanks, Snoop. We'll thank you. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Bye. Magic word is now, I think. <laughs> Isn't she a sweetheart? She is. I'm She's a, a, love. I'm a lucky guy. She came and picked me up at the train station, took me to the took me to the store to get me some yeah. gum stuff she's great she's amazing oh so that's my plan that's my plan with my stand-up um there's some challenges in there how am i going to because like i say i have right now i have a solid 15 minutes there she is thank you snoopy you're lovely with your fine self Uh (laughs) she ain't but yay big y'all but she uh she'll fuck you up (laughs) she will fuck you up good with a knife Um, no, so, the, you know, right now I see the challenge, um, and it's on a smaller scale because right now I'm just trying to get the opportunity to work my 15 minutes. Right. And I'm wondering if maybe I should stop trying to add material for a little while and just stick with that 15 minutes. I, I agree. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now from, from a, a perspective of when I did it. Tell me. Um, yeah. what you need to do is perfect what you have. Take what you got. 15 minutes. I mean, like you said, you just started in March. You started yeah. literally a, one year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It takes people many years. It'll to be get one year, 19th of March. Right. Yeah. And you're already wanting to do a half hour, yeah. hour show. I mean, me and my one year point, I was trying to perfect my 15 minutes. Take what you got. Take what you got and perfect what you got yeah. and hone it in. And then try to, in that 15 minutes, um, Try to take that 15 minutes and find out your audience with that 15 minutes yeah. and make several different 15 minutes. Yeah. Like you make a different 15 minutes for Hotlanta. You will make yeah. another 15 minutes for fucking drama or yeah. Porsche Grun where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. You know, you got to talk about Porsche Grun yeah. shit, which is literally uh, nothing to talk about. So uh, <laughs> 15 minutes. raise your hand if you heard of, a, of, the, of the city Porsche Grun. Nobody. Don't they make toilet seats? We do. We make all the toilets. It's it's literally a shit town. I bet you there's literally people in America. I bet you there's people in America that have a Pushkin toilet seat. You think there's people in America that got Porsche? I don't know. I've only seen them here. You guys should write in. Send me an email. Uh, John Allen Pod at gmail.com. That's J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D.com. Send me an email and tell me if you've ever seen a Pushkin. Uh, 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 toilet seat. Send us a picture of your toilets, please. <laughs> right away. Anything floating in it would be extra. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, and literally, my town where I live in here in Norway is Porsgrun, and it's known for its porcelain, which of yep. course makes yep. a lot of toilets. Yeah, so, yeah. yes, I live in a shit town. I live in a toilet <laughs> town. Uh, I can't but, stand um, it. <laughs> but maybe, uh, you know, I, I, I have some. I call it creative logistics. I need to work out, but maybe right. I should, I don't know, because like I said, last night was not the, <laughs> the best experience right. trying out new material like that, but it has to be tried out at some point. So I have to accept that it may bomb. You have to accept that you're um, kicked in the nuts. Anytime that you're up on a stage, it doesn't matter if you're John, you do everything. You're a Renaissance man. Uh, 
You do comedy. You do music. You do it all. If you're going to be up on stage, you have to be prepared to be kicked in the nuts at any time. And I still have them. I know. No extra testosterone here. (laughs) You still have them both, but somebody will kick you in the fucking nuts. That's how how it goes. And um, I don't want to sound like a chump. You know, I I I tolerate bombing. I tolerate failure. Um, but I am very critical of myself. And in that process, if I fail, or, or in this case, if I bomb like I did last night, mm-hmm. I'm going to analyze it because you I want to make, yeah, because you I want to make it better. Um, but, and, but it's just that initial, that initial analyzation for me tends to be a very harsh self. You kick yourself, you kick yourself in the nuts before you Nobody analyze Nobody has to it. do it. I do it to myself. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. need to skip that step because analyzing okay, let me is write absolutely... That down. Skip the nut kicking. Skip the nut kicking. <laughs> go right to the analyzation yeah. because the but analyzation you're right. you're is right. correct. You're right. Yeah. But quit kicking yourself in the nuts yeah. because you're new. You are fresh. Give yourself that... There's people that have been comics for 10, 15 years yeah. who have not made it yeah. yet, Poppy. You need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Don't kick yourself in the nuts. There's plenty of other people out there who are so willing to kick you in the nuts. Let you know what them I'm going to do so I can give myself a good experience? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to my solid 15 minutes that is that has killed in a lot of places so right. far. I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to get on get on the mic somewhere. There's this place in Oslo called uh, Henriken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have no, you heard of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been there, but everybody is talking about that's a great place. Uh, even if you're a musician and you want to do an open mic, yeah. but it, but it's a great place for stand up comedy, from what I've heard. Okay. Um, and okay. I had a chance to go there. I believe it was last Monday, but I was busy, so I I didn't I didn't take it. Okay. Um, was it Monday or Tuesday? I can't remember. It's either Monday or Tuesday that they have an open mic, and a friend of mine could have helped me to get in there, but I, I had to deny, deny that opportunity because I was just busy with other things. But I think next week already, I'm going to try and get in there. Next, next week, when and what is the address so you, you can know let what? your people know? You know what? I don't know the address, but it's called Henriken in Oslo. In Oslo. Do you know? Uh, do you know the popular. area? Do you know what what train you know stop what? is closest? I am so unfamiliar with Oslo. It's crazy. I took the train there on Tuesday and Snoop was telling me, yeah, you can take a bus or you can walk from the train station. I call it a taxi. Take me, take me where I <laughs> to need where to I go. To where I need to go because I'm lost. I, just, I don't Are you with Oslo. me? Because I got a bad, uh, fuck Oslo. Any, <laughs> listen, we live in Europe. Yeah. We live in Europe and it's cheap to travel to it other is. countries. It is. You can travel to Spain. You can travel. I know I go to London for 27 pounds, yeah. you know, brown drip. And they have a different view on public transportation. You know, I talk about taking the bus here and that's normal, but some places, and hey, you taking the bus? What's wrong with you? Cool? <laughs> so, but it's, it's different. It's, it's, uh, it's very common to take trains and buses and, and a lot of people don't even have a car. Right, right, right. It's just normal. This is the way it is in Norway, in that's- Europe for in, in general, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree. I yeah, agree, I agree. Yeah. And and hopefully you don't get the, the COVID nineteen while you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have um I have asthma. So I'm in one of <laughs> so I'm in one of those risk risk groups. So they say I don't I don't I don't go around. Let, about let it. me shake your hand real quick after I rode the train all the way here with but all those coughing and hacking people. You know what? I don't I'm not I'm not one of those people who's stressing out about that. I guess I'm a little bit worried on about about how things will be if the country shuts down, like Italy, from what I understand, is like totally shut down. Yeah. But I will say this. When I was in Oslo on Tuesday this week, it was pretty dead there. 
Nobody was on the train. Nobody was on the streets. It was this shit is taking Tom dead. Hanks. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. No, you know, I, I just, uh, I'm just gonna take it as it comes. I guess I'm a little worried about if things shut down. You know, and it turns into some kind of zombie they're taking apocalypse. Tom Hanks, honey. Yeah, taking Tom what Hanks. do you mean you're a little worried? Tom Hanks is a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> he, <laughs> nobody needs to hurt Tom Hanks. Him and I think his wife. Tested positive last night. That's, tr- that's right. Both him and his bullshit. wife. Yeah. Both him and his wife. They're quarantined now. Somebody give him a hug. So I, I saw. Love I saw some people uh, a little discussion on Facebook and, and and Twitter, and Norwegians are starting to get very very worried. So they're doing this panic shopping at the grocery stores and whatnot. So I guess I'm a little stressed about not stressed, but wondering. Okay, what's it going to be like if? The shelves start being emptied out, and well, what's it going to be like if people? It's fine. Let, not- let me from a Florida girl to an Ohio boy. Yeah, let me just lay it down for you. Um, mm-hmm. We had hurricane season, and yeah. hurricane season meant that there's a hurricane out there, and it's three days out. We know it's coming, yeah. so we got time to go shopping. And when we go shopping, we go and shop all the denty more and all the baked beans, and the whole fucking shelves are stocked out and stuff. What you do is you just buy the shit that you need. Toilet paper. What what's the deal with the toilet paper? What's going on with that? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? On on the internet, people are freaking out about oh, not yeah, about, running out, about running out of toilet paper. We, we yeah. don't have that problem here in Norway. What what's no. going on with the toilet paper? What what is the toilet paper thing? What am I missing? That people having like diarrhea? That's not the main thing. That's not the main thing I would be trying to hamster away. Yeah, toilet paper. Like, what the fuck you doing? Paper. You would, got leaves. You can just take a dump <laughs> outside. Most dudes can piss outside. So you exactly, got half the population, yeah. you don't need toilet but paper. But you know what me and Snoop will do? Uh, uh, we have our place up in Finnmark. It's on an island. Oh, uh, all the way up north. Yeah, It's, it's, it's on an island. Uh, we can fish for our sustenance. We don't need a store. Right. We don't need money. We need the initial cost of just getting up there. So if it turns into a zombie apocalypse... Uh-huh. We're going up north to Finland. You got a place for me? You got a little bunker over there? Little, 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 little mother-in-law room come on, or something? Come on out, yeah. <laughs> we'll make room for you. <laughs> I can't deal with snow, but I don't want to die either, so I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal up there in the wintertime. It's horrible. Oh, gosh, they have, uh, it's right on the coast. Like I say, it's an island. So they get hit with those hurricane force winds, and it's just... That's a, that's that October time it's just when that horrible. Oh, man. Brutal. Oh, but I it's can't. beautiful in the summer. Yeah, all two days of it. What the fuck you no, doing you know up there what? in the summer? Yeah, what the fuck what? is summer up there? But you know what? It's not that bad. You know, uh, there's plenty. It's not that bad compared to there's, what, there's John? Of, compared to what, yeah, John? Yeah, but there's plenty of days where it's, it can be 20, 25 degrees Celsius, which is like 75 uh-huh. to 80. Uh, so they have those days. But then there's also a lot of days where it might be, you know, maybe 45, 50 degrees. This but shit the is incorrect, is John. But the sun, the sun is out. But the, the sun does not work. Nature. If the sun does not work, John, it's a fucking lie. It's a lie. Uh, All I have Florida is a lady. lie. I have a lie in the sky. That's what that so, is. So you're not satisfied unless you're boiling in like 90% I need, I need to feel the shit and... on my skin. I need to feel it. Warmth. <laughs> I can't have it. It's it's like, it's like even worse. Jump in a sauna. I do, no, that's the oh, in the sauna. The sauna is like the worst part of you Florida. Don't want the, you don't want that synthetic. So, Florida you want is the real. Uh, sauna is the reason why I left Florida because the, the oh, really? sauna is. Uh, I love Florida, everything else about it, but I hate August because it feels like a sauna. Yeah. It's so hot that the moisture you can yeah. see the waves yeah. of the moisture yeah. rising up yeah. from the streets. 
That's August. Fuck August in Florida. Fuck Florida in August. I don't know how to put that, but that's all that. I have gotten used to, you know, there's a lot of things about Noria that I like and a lot of things that I don't like. But one thing that I have gotten used to is the weather, the temperature. Yeah. You know, uh, a summer that's around 20 degrees Celsius, which is about 70, a little, what is about 68 degrees Fahrenheit. That's That's perfect. That's lovely. It does not need to be hotter than Uh that. But when does that happen here in Norway? When? When? May 3rd to the 5th, and then we're done with that, and then all the bullshit comes back again? (laughs) Fuck all that. No. I come from Florida. I come from Florida, and in Florida, where I come from, uh, we know when it's going to rain. It's going to rain at 3 o'clock, and it's going to be done at 3.15, about maybe 3.14, you know? You time it out, and we have sun every day, no matter what season it is. I have not seen the sun since October. I'm crying. What oh are we gonna gosh. do? Wow. What are we gonna do? <laughs> I'm passing her a private private note here. <laughs> you, see, you see that there? That's what we're looking at. Oh, okay. okay. All right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we'll cut that out. I just broke your flow. <laughs> broke your flow. No, anyway. you know this 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 podcast is is uh you know, first of all, there's no format, as you guys can tell. Right. And second of all, there's no editing. Uh, I I like it to be a free flowing, flowing you know, conversation. But for those of you who are listening, what I did was I passed a note to Tiffany, and it was just a note that you guys didn't need to hear. <laughs> so she read it, and we giggled a little. And that's yeah. That's we were talking about you talking. and making fun of you specifically. <laughs> that's listening. Anyway, I want to talk about a little bit because you do art, and I know art. At least we say art is pain. Yes, it is. Art is pain. And yeah. every artist, whether it was stand-up comedia, uh, comedy or if it was comedia, <laughs> that's that Norwegian coming out. If it's stand-up comedy, if it was, uh, I used to be in a blues band. I was in a band yeah. of the blues. So I did band. I did everything basically you're doing besides a podcast. Uh, and everybody that I've met my drummers, my guitarists and stuff, mm-hmm. everybody has some kind of pain that goes back deep. Yeah. Some kind of, and, and that either helps their music or hurts their music. But I know that you have some pain, John. You have had some yeah. pain very recently. Yeah. I lost, and, I lost my son. Right. Yeah. Um, November. Way too, way too. 2019. November of 2019. It was a few months ago. Yeah, fifth of November. Yeah. Heroin, heroin took him. Yeah, he uh, had an addiction. Uh-huh. You know, who knows how long he was addicted? But it, the first time he used was when he was nineteen years old, and uh, now he's gone. Now he's gone. He had uh, how, how how old was he when he passed? He was born in nineteen ninety five. Nineteen hundred and ninety five. Remember, remember when? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. So he was uh, way too young. Way um, too young. Uh, beautiful young man, but that, that heroin just, uh, took him and, and now he's gone. Yeah. His mother found him <clears throat> lifeless and, uh, they just weren't able to bring him back. Uh, he had had several overdoses. I mean, he's like a cat with nine lives. I think right. he had like five or six overdoses okay. up through the years, but, uh, this time they couldn't bring him back. And, um, yeah, you know, that came out, uh, yeah, there's a lot of songs I've written since then, actually. So you I mean, guys like, will hear it eventually. That's what I'm wondering. Like, how is um, how is that? 
influenced your art in any way? Has it has it influenced your music it or has. your your comedy? It has. I actually have a bit about his death in my stand up routine, uh, and uh, for f- his friends and family, uh, I, I just ask them to if they ever hear the bit, I just ask them to understand that that's part of my process of dealing with it. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I am yeah. so with you on that, John. Yeah. Right there is uh, people deal with trauma. People deal with pain yeah. in we so many ways. different ways. Yeah, and I know, like you, you were in the military. I, did you go to any war? You know what? I joined up in uh, December of 1990, right when we were oh, during the buildup right for the and Gulf stuff. War. And by the time I got a, out of boot right. camp, everything was over. Oh, nice. So that's when I joined was when we were getting started with all that and got out of boot camp. Oh, and timing you guys, is beautiful. You, yeah, they had just taken care of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks. Thank thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But if you were unfortunate like me who yeah. joined in yeah. 1999 and mm-hmm. who got to experience 2001 during their four-year contract, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, things went a little diff- yes. differently. Yeah. But you do see people deal with pain and strife I, in different ways. Yeah, I definitely deal with it through my art, whether it's my music, yeah. uh, my writing for others, and my stand-up. Uh, I have a song called Sunday 10 O'Clock is one of the singles that's out there. That's a beautiful song. Just yeah. thank you so yeah. much. Um, that's the one that I told you my friend Henning is the one that actually plays the guitar. He okay. wrote uh, that music, that phrasing on the guitar. He had written that, and I wrote those lyrics way back in 2002. Right. Uh, and that's telling the story of some hindrances in my relationship with my son. I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave that. Um, People can listen to the song, but it's pretty straightforward (laughs) what was going on there. You hear at the end of the song, uh, there's an old school voice message. If you guys are old enough, you remember there used to be (laughs) those tiny little mini cassettes. Please stop making me feel old. Those mini cassette tapes that would be in an answering machine. (laughs) And uh, people would leave a voice message. There's no such thing as an answering service on on a cell phone. It was an old school answering machine. And the voice at the end of that song is my son, who at that time was maybe five years old uh, when that recording was made. And then I I actually wrote the song in 2002, you know, five, six years later after that, that experience. So, so my pain does come out in my art. You know, there's, there's, Everybody has their trauma. I don't want to say mine is worse than anybody's. Mm. It's worse than some. Yeah. But then some people will look at what I've been through and just laugh, you know. Well, my shit so, is, so, I, I, don't, I don't compare. No, I, you, you can't. I don't think it, no, you, it's, a, it's a lost cause to compare. You have what you have, and it, it affects you the way it affects you, and you deal with it the way you deal with it. It's Word. a very personal and individual thing. Exactly. Um, mine is less personal in that I put it out there. Right. In my in my comedy and in my writing and in my right. music. But you know what I think that I think that helps you psychologically. I'm down with that. Absolutely. It does. I study a lot of psychology. Yeah. Uh, me I also too. I, me I, too. I, I watch I a, a lot, lot of, of these yeah, yeah, oh man, I watch yeah. a lot of it. You know what? I watch a lot of these um kill and chill T V shows. Yes. Have you seen yes. those? Yes. Uh but I don't watch <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody gets so excited about those, but I don't watch the kill and chill shows, the ones that talk about the murders and all the crazy shit i watched that there's this show have you seen it called evil lives here you know what i see it all the time on the tv uh, guide thing but i've never watched it check that one out i've never watched it that's no. the shit that i like because it doesn't 
It's not just murder. It's just it doesn't glorify the murders. Right. It doesn't it's, barely even talk about the doesn't murders. Doesn't go like, more into the psyche of the. It goes into what, like for example, the very first episode I saw was uh, with uh, you know John Wayne Gacy, mm-hmm. the clown, the the clown that killer clown, killer clown that killed like over thirty Chicago, fucking people. Yeah. He's like probably the worst person in the world. Yeah. They barely talked about what he killed or who he killed or yeah. how he did it. Yeah. But they had basically it's just one interview with somebody who lives there is it so they interviewed his sister and what it was like for him growing up and so you get to see that psychology of how they get to the crazy but that's the same thing with comedians with comedians you want to know the background of it like how did they get to that crazy how did how did george carlin get to being so spiteful george carlin was a spiteful person you know in a wonderful way wonderful way he was funny that was his spite but the same thing with uh you know jerry seinfeld he was more of an observational comedy guy what's with all these peanuts (laughs) you know whatever So, uh, so but the I don't think Jay, Jay, I don't think Jerry has any trauma. That guy he doesn't have. That's so the whole thing. Happy and, and that's so why he's like the only thing he's got to worry about is the airplane yeah. peanuts. But you know? most comedians have some form of Daryl. I don't know if Hammond. I want to call it. Yeah, Daryl yeah. Hammond. Do you know who that Gosh, is? I love that guy. Daryl Hammond. Miss him. Yeah, I do. He used to be I a Saturday Night Saturday Night Live guy, and then he did like the most amazing impression of Bill Clinton. Yes, he did. He was amazing. Yes, he did. And I saw him one day with an interview. Uh, because he just seems so funny, he seems so happy and stuff. And they did an interview with him, and oh my fucking god, the trauma that he went through, yeah. like as a kid and yeah. all that stuff. Well, what about you? What made you come? It doesn't have to be trauma, obviously. But what made you go? Fuck it, I'm gonna do stand up. I'm gonna stand in front of these people. I'm gonna let them well, rip me to shreds. What do you do? I kind of, I think I talked about this on our previous episode yeah. with you, where I just kind of fell into it. Um, they needed somebody to fill in. Some people had dropped out and I just said yes, just yes. a couple of weeks before and I did it. But if we go back uh, to when I was a kid, I used to love listening to Richard Pryor. <laughs> He's probably my favorite. No doubt. Um, no doubt. Genius. God rest his soul. Uh, and he used to do this bit. Uh he had this bit where he was, uh, he was a wino standing on the street corner. Um, and he was such a wino that he, I don't know. He kind of went full circle beyond self-hatred and guilt of being an alcoholic to thinking <laughs> that he was like king of the neighborhood right? to where he could actually talk down on a heroin addict. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he has this bit where he's having a conversation with a heroin act- addict and, it's funny as heck, but you hear the pain. You hear it, it's sad. It's sad. It's a sad portrayal of you know seventies urban America of what was going on with heroin problems. With with uh, I knew in eighties the eighties was a crack problem. He, I yep, think he joked yep. about the crack problem. Yes, in he 80s. did. Yes, he did. Him and Eddie Murphy, I think they hit a lot of it on the crack. <clears> so, I, so I saw yeah. how he was able to. I, I saw that at a very young age because we used to sneak and listen to my mother. She had these on on record, right. the LP records, and we would sneak and listen to it. <laughs> and I caught it at a very young age that this man is putting his 
problems or his trauma out there as comedy. And that fascinated me. So it was something that I always respected from the time I was a child. I respected his ability to do that. I saw the artistic um, uh, value in that. Right. And but I, did you see the cathartic value in that? Did you I see? Did. did you see how that kind of heals him in a way? I to, did. It's almost like therapy. I did. Yeah. And and well, exactly. There's a therapeutic aspect yeah. uh, for me in my writing and in my standup. Uh, if you want to get to know me, if you want to know who I am, if you want to have some hints, if you if you're a thinking person and you want to kind of peel the onion, mm. just listen to my standup. Word. And listen to my music, whether it's my solo music or music that I've written for other people. It's all there. That's where you bleed out. It's all there. That's, that's where, I bleed where you out. bleed out. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. That's yeah. where I bleed out. Yeah. You know, I had, um, I had a, uh, in many aspects, I had a fantastic childhood. My mother, my grandmother, uh, my aunt, my mother's sister, um, uh, beautiful people. They gave me the foundation of compassion and kindness that I try to live after. Where did you grow up? Ohio, yeah? Yeah, I was born in Akron, Ohio. Um, My father was a police officer, Akron police officer, uh, detective, and my mother worked in the, um, first in the county court system and then later in the federal court system. And, you know, I don't know the reasons. I've never really spoken to to my mother about this, about why we moved. We moved from Akron when I was seven years old, six six or seven years old. Uh, We moved from Akron to Norton, which was out in the country. And going back to that neighborhood in Akron these days, I'm so glad, no offense people, but I'm so glad we moved. (laughs) I think, I mean, it it was a good move. It gave me an entirely different childhood. Right. Entirely different childhood because we moved out of the the city and out to the country there. Um, so I had, in, in a lot of respects, I had a fantastic childhood, but in a lot of respects, I didn't. I was, um, I was one of the few, we were maybe two. At one point we were three black kids in my class. Three whole black kids. Three all, whole, whole all, black all kids. All three of you. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that that name, you know, I mean, it would be disrespectful because I have friends to this day that I grew right. up with. And so it'd be disrespectful to say that my hometown is, is full of, you know, redneck racists. That's not what I'm saying, but racism was there and it prevalent. did. There was a prevalence. There was a prevalence. Absolutely. There was a prevalence. And it did affect me. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> and you know, Chris Rock talks about this. He was bused to an all white school in his junior yes. high and high school years. Yes. And he thanks them to this day because <laughs> it gave him that hardness and it gave him a lot of elements of his comedies. And, and, and I guess I can thank, <laughs> I can thank my hometown for that as well. <laughs> I mean, it, it, aren't we just the sum of our experiences? And I we like, are. I like who I am. So, okay. Thank you to my hometown. But, but so there, so there were some things that, that, that happened there. Um, uh, yeah. Baggage that I carry with me to this day. Pain as well. Yeah. But see, that's, that's why you, I think that's why I know that's why I do music and comedy and all that stuff. My comedy that I do is all passive aggressiveness. Uh It's just Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, you motherfuckers pissed me off, so let me just... Uh, I, was very, so, yeah. I was very aggressive last night, 
and uh, they were quite passive. Yeah. <laughs> that equals, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aggressiveness from the comic plus passiveness from the crowd equals bombing. <laughs> so. That's a problem. <laughs> you know what? So I, don't, don't act like you're the only motherfucker in this world that's ever bombed on no, stage. Oh, Let me tell you something yeah, about yeah. bombing, boy. I've bombed. Well, it's I've, a growth process. It's a growth process. A growth it will steal you up. It will fix you up. Um, it's a growth process. It's a growth process. But I had, um, so so there was those things with the, you know, the elements of racism that I experienced. And, and I, one thing I hate, there's some people who think that when a black person talks about racism, they just need to be quieted. Oh, be quiet. No, no, that's all. Is that all you talk about? No, that's not all I talk about, but it's part of what I talk about because it's part of my experience. And part of what you're concerned about. Well, exactly. Listen, I, I don't want to compare the, the black to the woman thing, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, it's the same thing with women's issues. Like, I'm like, Bitching about like why can't we have t- free tampons and the thing? And they're like, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I get what you're saying there. So it's- so there's that element of of racism. There's also a thing, um, which is a it's it's a it's a theme that comes up, uh, not yet in my standup, but it has in my music and in my writing. Right. Uh, I don't have, I haven't had uh, a, a good relationship with my father since I was what seventeen. Right, right. Um, I don't miss it. I don't, right. want, I don't. I don't want to talk shit about him. I, no. I, don't, I don't. I don't miss that relationship. But it's your not life there. is fine without him. Exactly. Your life is fine. And without I don't him. wish him any ill will. Right. But it's just. But it's, you it's, don't notice that he's gone either. At the same time, I, I know with me, I, the same thing with my dad. I, I don't notice he's gone. I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But 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 having said that, I guess I'm kind of painting over it. Maybe I'm affected by that more than I want to say because it is in my music. It is in my yeah. writing. Yeah, um, it's not that you don't care. It's the fact that you don't let it rule your life, or make you, you don't allow it to you make go. your decisions Bingo. for you. Exactly, it's a part of your life, and it's something that sucks and it hurts yeah. and it's bullshit or whatever. But it doesn't make your decisions for you, and that's the difference, John. That's my, the difference. Um, my time in the in the Marines, Simplify. Thank you. Simplify <laughs> is also very much in my in my life to this day. That's when I grew up. I was 21 when I went into uh, boot camp, and that's when I became a man. That's when I found out who I was and what I could do. Um, now, I had, some people would call it easy duty. Mm-hmm. I went to, um, when I reported to for duty at Okinawa, after boot camp, after infantry training, I went right. to Okinawa right away. And... Uh, <laughs> I started catching grief immediately the first day because, you know, when you, when you, when you get there, your commanding officer just looks at your, 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 uh, your orders orders and they see a name and they see numbers and information. That's it. So they saw this guy that had a BMI of body mass index of whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Technically obese. Yeah. By by, by Marine standards. standards, So I caught a lot of grief. So I, I got called in. Did you really? Called in on the carpet. Were you this, or were you I was lean. I was, I looked like a bodybuilder. I was incredibly lean and muscular. But you were heavy. But I weighed, exactly, because I'm I'm relatively short and stubby. Muscle's heavier than fat, so I am. I'm stubby, but I got a lot of muscle, so they thought. We don't say stubby, we say stocky. Stubby. Stop saying stubby. Stubby, stubby. stubby sounds like you're missing Snoop, a thumb. Snoop, Snoop is stubby. Look at the thumbs. They're not there. But I, <laughs> she's going to kill me. So I, so I report for duty in Okinawa. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, they call me in. And I don't know what they had written, but 
the the, the boss just kind of crumpled up the paper right. and, and and tossed it and says, "Never mind." We thought there was going to be an issue. Basically, I thought there was going to be an issue because they're getting this fat guy. Right, 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 right. And then they saw me, and it was, of course, muscle. Yeah. <laughs> but because I, you know, I don't know if there's some elements of luck, maybe a little bit of fate, and maybe the fact that I looked the way I looked, I got chosen by the commanding officer, right. Colonel uh, Lieutenant Colonel John Mackey. I got chosen to be his driver slash bodyguard. And it's, oh, that was my really? Duty. Shut the front door? So you were like that a was private. My, I did. I did a little, I did a little bit of work, maybe just a couple of months, if I remember right. Um, at what I was trained to do, which was supply and logistics. Right. And then I went and started driving for the, for the lieutenant. That Colonel. is so sweet. So up in all of that, I got so many opportunities to see people and places and, and things that all most everyone else did not get to see. So I thank him from the bottom of my heart to this day. I haven't seen him since I left Okinawa. I don't even know if he's still alive. He was 52 years old. And, and this was what your drill sergeant? No, this was a commanding officer. Commanding officer. The commanding officer for uh, for um, Third Marine. Um, well, third, uh, give him a shout out. Give him a shout out. For uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel John Mackey, he was the commanding officer for uh, Headquarters Battalion in the Third Marine Division on Okinawa, Camp Courtney. There you I go. I don't know if he's out there. He was 52 years old at the time, so he's getting up and there. And that was only like five was years 19, ago. No, no, this was in 19. That was uh, only five years ago, John. You're young. <laughs> let's just say that let's just say that no so so those yeah. that time also was is is is, oh, is a big is a big part of my life um where i learned so much about discipline where that's where i got my drive to achieve goals to not stop yeah to yeah. not stop you know whatever whatever hump in the road comes in front of me i'm gonna fix it and move on yeah uh so so um yeah up in all of this where I beat myself up and I'm very critical of myself. There is a positive side to that. I I, I guess I'm saying the base, a part of that basis is from those good years but in the, the United States. Marine does that military um, structure help you in your art? Does it help you in your comedy? Yes. Does it help yes. you in your music? Yes. What does it do for your music? That whole thing about not stopping. Yeah. Soldier uh, on. You know, it, I, I had, I had a bad experience uh, last night. Uh, where I pretty much bombed. Uh, it bugs the heck out of me. I know I'm better than that. I know I will be better than that. So I'm going to fix it and I'm going to move on. Attaboy. And that mentality is pure United States Marines. That's that it. Is, that's, that's where I got Semper it. Simplify. Don't quit. You Never. will bomb. John, sure, just, sure. just accept it. You're, you will bomb. You can be a comedian for 20 yeah. fucking years yeah. and you and are going to bomb yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Well, Bill Burr, I was listening to his podcast. I listen to him every week and he was saying something about, yeah, you know, when you're, when you're, he, he'll release a one hour special, he'll throw it in the garbage and he'll start over and you're going to have that period of time where things don't work, but it's that growing process and he loves it. Yeah. I think I need to learn to love bombing. You got to learn to love bombing. And, and now you learn so much from bombing. Sure, I know with sure. me, uh, my biggest bombs when I was first new, and when, when I was a fresh green uh, person up on the stage, my biggest bomb, first of all, was the Iron Curtain. Yeah, you Did talked you, about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Iron Curtain was always it because my anxiety would come and I would just forget yeah. all my fucking jokes and it was done. That right there is a key word. Anxi I, I was 
feel and some anxiety last night. Anxiety, man. Yeah, it, got I in have the way it, anyway. of my, it got in the way of my, the whole flow in my head. It, it just does. got in the way of it. For it some shuts reason. the whole thing down. You don't know where the hell yep. you were going with yep. this question. You yep. don't know where the hell you were planning on going. So the Iron Curtain's a bit shitty. And then uh, Heckler's also, mm. you know, it depends on where you're at, the small town you're in, whoever. Yeah. You have to be prepared for it. Sure. So what I do is whenever I go to a new city and if I'm going to, I know in the States, uh, my setup was with these, um, I guess you can say like, uh, I don't know, a franchise or whatever. It's called yeah. Groucho's Comedy Club. And there were several of them in mm -hmm. my town. Uh -huh. Or not in my town, but in my area. So I would go cities over and do all these Groucho's and, and yeah. bonkers comedy clubs. And uh, when you go there, people are used to you coming in and they're close by. So okay. their whole job is just to heckle. <laughs> just to heckle yeah. you to get you off stage because you're the new one in their yeah. town. Yeah. And they want to fight you. So you got to prepare yourself for the hecklers, yeah. John. I think I'm ready for that. I, I've had a couple already. You know, people feel like they need to shout out something. And I just use it. Oh, you have to use it. But I had a lady that got up and walked out. Uh, it turned, you know, I don't know if she was walking out, walking out, or if she had to just go to the bathroom, or right. if she was going to get a drink right. uh, at the bar or something. Uh, but the timing of it was perfect because I had just been talking. Uh, well, <laughs> the timing was perfect. Right. Uh, I had said something about Norwegian women and their sexual preferences. <laughs> and then... And then I got she that I got out? that laugh, and then a couple <laughs> couple seconds went by, and then she got up, and it just gave me the opportunity because I, I my first reaction was like, oh my gosh, I offended her. She's walking out. Right. So my first reaction was, let me get her again. Let me get her. <laughs> let me really get her and make it personal. And I did. Always stop him. Always. And stop I did. Him. And uh, and she actually turned around and smiled and laughed. So my guess is that she probably wasn't walking out. She was going out. to the bathroom, but it honey. Just, she but was it just, going to the bathroom. But I but I interpreted it as a heckler. Was, you know, somebody yeah. who was actually walking out. Well, while here, I was... here's the difference. You got to flip it over. You yeah. got to never yeah. ever interpret it as a heckler. Always assume they have to go pee. Always, always, always. <laughs> yeah. That's the best thing to do because yeah. then it stops your. I don't know if you have exactly like I do, but I always assume everybody that's walking out. They have to go pee. There's a yeah. problem there. But see, yeah. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. <laughs> no, I was going to say my, my anxiety doesn't come. Uh, last night was the first time I actually felt anxiety right. during my routine. Now, it's more normal that my anxiety hits me when I'm done and I'm going through that analysis oh, process. Isn't that lucky? Isn't yeah. it like you, you I'm wait? All, I'm so all you nerves. wait until you're done with your whole set, and then my, and then the and nerves, then the nerves come. come. And Fuck I start, you, John. <laughs> Fuck you, John. No, all the way upside. But I wonder again if that goes back to that discipline and focus thing from the from the United States Marines. Uh, I, uh, I focus on the task at hand as much as possible. I didn't last night. I was a, uh, I was weak last night. I was in the but, army. But for I, the most part, uh, when I do my stand up, I'm fine. Immediately before, during, and immediately afterwards. But when I get home, that's when you freak out. That's when I start freaking. Oh that's my gosh! The, I really the most that? Oh my gosh! I should have said out. that. Oh my gosh! I shouldn't have done this. You know, that's that's when oh, it starts to come. Oh, so you critique the fuck out of yourself oh, when you come home? Absolutely. Oh, see, not me. I critique myself before I go on stage, so if that I, I'm a, so that I'm I'm a perfect rattle of fucking nerves when I'm on there. Not me. No, no. I'm fine. I'm fine during. I'm standing but, up there. But, but I'm, if I get I'm farting done, on stage, I'm having a hard time. If I get done, if, if I get home at like, let's say, I get home at one in the morning. Right. I'm not going to sleep until four. Yeah. I can't come home and just Is that why you were up late last night? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see that post? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sitting up and just, and I had actually gone to bed. 
Uh, and then, and I ended up laying there for about 40 minutes. I said, I just got to get up. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't, I just couldn't, I couldn't settle down. No. That analysis was still it's going on. It's a problem. On. It's a problem. You're always going to critique yourself. It doesn't matter what you, yeah. whether you do uh, comedy, music. Yeah. Even your podcast, like yeah. you're gonna say, you're gonna critique the fuck out of this thing before well, you post well, it. Let me let me admit something, yeah. I, and it's not that I don't give a shit, <laughs> but I so far now this is the third episode. So far, I haven't listened to any of them, just little bits in that right. process where I upload. Um, like our last one was like two and a half, two hours. It and was 40 a hot minutes. minute. It was so, a hot minute. So the yeah. file was broken up into I think it was like five files. Right. So when I uploaded each file, I had to listen to it and make sure they were sitting together so I, we're talking like maybe a 10 second listen and that's right. it so far, other than that i haven't listened to it but fuck it we just, we just roll on it this this listen. right here is no stress i'm confident that this is something that that i mean i i hope thousands tens of thousands <laughs> of people want to hear it but i'm confident that some people will want to hear this yeah just two friends talking about whatever they talk you know about. the problem is with with, with no podcasts with john the problem with podcasts is that you can't show titties on my bed you can't get all the <laughs> I really? caught you That's right on I the start... coffee drink. Yeah. I caught you on I the coffee drink. It up. Yeah. <laughs> you can't show well, titties on the I podcast. Started. That's why I started this. I wanted titties. You wanted titties, but you can't show titties. You can't you can't oh. really sell the podcast. You have to really zap the people into yeah. Yeah. wanting yeah. to listen what the fuck we're talking about. But the truth is, it's just yeah. you and me with coffee yeah. in this room over here talking some bullshit and hoping people find this interesting. Oh, yeah. And I think that, they will. Uh, there's a camera bag. Do you see that behind you? I got that camera working. We talked about that. Yes. But I want to. I want to film this for you know for Eventually. at least for YouTube. Yeah. But I think the next episode I'm going to film. I finally figured out I that crazy. If you can camera. hang it up in a in a corner you see that somewhere. Right there? I'll put it right there on a tripod. You want to be... stuff it right in your wife's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Can't show titties, but you can talk about yeah. stuffing things in your wife's mouth. No, she's referring to a beautiful painting. A gorgeous painting by a gentleman named Jan Burdevik. He's uh, passed away since then, but he painted this beautiful portrait of a wife. Gorgeous painting. But but right there is where I'll put a tripod and it'll come down here because I think with that, the wall over there to be a nice backdrop. Uh, I agree. And if I can get the angle right, I might have to I might have to move this table more towards that wall to get a wide enough angle to get both both uh, mine and my You in the beginnings of this stuff. Yeah, this is you were in the beginnings of it. Episode number three. Episode number three. What else? What else do you think people want to know about me? Well, you know what? You know there was a lot of things about you, John. Go down the list. (laughs) I was thinking we needed to stop after an hour and a half. It's an hour and forty minutes almost now. But let's just keep going. You know what? I'm actually curious. I'm super curious about. I know when I was in my 20s, I dated a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. I dated yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't one of the nice ones, though, but he, yeah. he was uh, He was really into it and he spent a lot of time at the gym. But I'm dying to know what it is in your life that yeah. makes you go, that's the shit I'm going to do. I want to be a bodybuilder. I want to sit there um, and not eat pizza or all the no. good, delicious things. I want to eat just chicken and eggs. Uh, what is it that makes you want to be a bodybuilder? What did what made you want to be a bodybuilder? Um, we would have to go back to when I first started lifting weights. Mm. Uh, like I said, it started in my basement when I was 10. And then right around the age of 12, 13 was when I really had some good guidance from my football coaches. And that's when I really started focusing on lifting weights uh, for football. And I noticed that I got great results right away. I was just more muscular than 
everybody Just in my class. Genetically already. And what a, and what a uh, contribution that was towards my, my uh, career as a football player. It just put me a few steps ahead of everybody else because I had a muscular development that they just didn't have. Like I, you know, and being, being stockier, um, uh, I was really fast. I was a tailback in football. Oh, wow. Yeah. I also ran track and field, uh, hundred yard dash. So you were, so you were fast and big. Yeah. yeah, Fast and big. Who the fuck does that be fast (laughs) and big? (laughs) So I was, um, I started seeing those results. And of course, you know, you're 13, 14. And as I got older, 15, 16, and uh-huh. more results, right? more self-confidence. I mean, I was incredibly shy uh, in the, all through my high school I years. I can believe that. Incredibly shy. But at the same time, it was like a Gemini effect. This one side of me was shy, introverted. But then this other side was this top athlete. Really? At the school, actually, in, in the state, in the whole no state kidding. of Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, so I was did, out there. Well, so you did so, football and what, what, wrestling and then uh, what? Football, I wrestled for a little while, basketball for a little while, but track How football. How the fuck do you short ass do basketball? Share was, that up. I wasn't great at basketball. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was good. I was good. I can but believe, I wasn't. But I wasn't great. I, I was that. quick on my feet. Right. I had uh, I had good leaps, you know. I could I could. You ain't jump you, you weren't ducking, no, my friend. You weren't ducking. <laughs> no, no, no. no not cool. Well, actually, my senior year um, during practice, I was able to dunk twice. Shut I don't the know front why, door, but I was that? able to dunk twice. Did somebody give you two, one of them alley No, two times. My in brother my, always had to give I'm me an alley. I had leaps, but you should you should have seen my legs. Shut the front door. I was door. incredibly muscular. I can imagine because your legs are like tree trunks. <laughs> So yeah, I can yeah. imagine that, but so I so, so so it was it was that whole thing, you know, where you get the results and you see what it does for you. You see the right. the you know the, the the girls were looking and all that of stuff. So, so it was a cool thing. It was cool, right? Uh, so that was my motivation then was to be good in football and to feel good and just get those yeah, those yeah, looks and stuff. It, yeah. So then I go into the Marines. Uh, of course, there's no weight training and boot camp and all that stuff, but no. you know, all the physical challenges and whatnot. And then once I got stationed on Okinawa, there's a good powerlifting environment there. No kidding. I wasn't interested in powerlifting. I was interested in bodybuilding, but I trained with a couple of powerlifters. Okay. Um, and, and, and the results just went through the roof. I mean, I had a physique, or as Bugs Bunny would say, a physique. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a, I, had a, I had a physique on me. Not Bugs Bunny. Um, uh, what's that cat's name on Tom and Jerry? Butch. That Butch, black cat. Butch, Butch, Butch. Yeah. Uh. You ever see that episode? He was I reading did. a letter, and he was reading a letter that, uh, that uh, uh, some female cat had written, and she said, I really admire your, and she wrote physique, but he read physique. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, haha. So, so. I get in the Marines, I'm training with these powerlifters, and again, the results are just coming. Right. And it ble- it, it became uh, a situation where I started thinking, I want to compete in bodybuilding. But that was kind of hard to do in the Marines. I can imagine. But when I got out, when was my first bodybuilding competition? What was that? Was it maybe 96? You were showing your age, 1996. You know, yeah, people, yeah. You know those people can buy beer and all kinds of shit, <laughs> 1996. <laughs> So I, so, so, so it just, it just, I just saw that I had a talent for it and I enjoyed the training process. Now, uh, you hear all these stories about bodybuilders with the diet and they get grumpy and all this stuff. I never experienced that. There was no stress in it for me. It was fun and I loved it. Right. But when you compete drug free and other people are not, and I won some championships. I did that. 
you get to a certain point when you're drug free as a bodybuilder where That's it. you either you have peak. to accept that you have peaked or right. you have to choose to take your, your my, enhancements my, or you have to quit. My ex-boyfriend took the enhancements because he tried to do it natural and mm. he got to, you can only get to this shelf and that's yep. it. And you yep. stay there because other than that, you have to take all the, uh, all the drugs to make you anything better. But the problem is, is that, uh, all that stuff is like you say, it's, 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 it's fake. So it is. And I, I was one who, you know, and again, I'm not judging others no. who chose, who chose or who do choose to, to use enhancements performance enhancers. I'm not judging them at all, but for me, mm-hmm. I wanted to have the purity of, I wanted my results to be pure. Absolutely. I wanted it to be because I did the work. You did it. I wanted it to be because it was because of the work that I did right. that I got what I got. Right. So I reached a certain level um, where I just had to quit, but I'm going to show you a picture here. I can, well, put, this up. Picture. I can hey. put this up on my... Uh, you put it up on my Facebook and and uh, Twitter. What we got there? That was me. Shut the front door. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? That was me in two thousand and two, right before I moved here. Shut up, right bef- John. Right before I moved to Norway. Look at all those veins popping yeah. out. That look was at, me. I look like you have some blood pressure problems and so shit. That- it's like. <laughs> Oh, they may, you don't even have a neck. So There's no was, neck. You have this one giant head <laughs> and one big muscle on some on some pecs. So that was that was me. <laughs> Holy shit, you were ripped. Yeah, I was. I, and I oiled up. I looked. I looked great. I looked great. I, yeah. I was competitive, but I had reached a certain level where I knew I wouldn't be able to come any further. So I moved to Norway in this shape, and I actually got in better shape. I don't have any. Why pictures would you of it. come? that shape i Why? got in better well this is that's just when we moved here okay. it was right, right it was after timing. this picture right. was taken don't do that after we moved here and i started training here uh the plan was that i would compete in norway and try and get into the norwegian championship you would be every fucking norwegian's ass in, well, in this country i don't want to disrespect anybody who was active at that time i don't but mind some disrespecting but some you, of the top you beat people, all their asses some of the top people predicted that i would Beat their yeah. You beat their So the plan was that I was uh-huh. going to do it, but I just, I don't know. I just got burnt out on it. Um, you got burnt out on looking like that, all oiled up and well, shit. If I well, can go through my life <laughs> all oiled up like a grease pig, I would never get stuck in any line. I could just squeeze right through. Well, it, it, I don't know. How, how do I put it? Again, I don't want to disrespect anybody who is in the bodybuilding environment here right. in Norway, but at that time, let me just talk about what it was at that time. At that time, it was a very um, closed off environment. Okay. And everybody was on drugs. Not And when I say uh-huh. drugs, I'm talking about the performance enhancement. Yeah. Plus... A little bit of amphetamines. Probably. A little bit of, a little bit of new and bane, just, just, a little bit of all that it bullshit. It just was a little rough. Yes. A little too rough for me. Maybe I'm a chump. You're not I'm a chump. Ch- but, but you're not was, a chump, John. Too, too, I, dated okay. I dated that okay. dude. Yeah. I dated that dude. I dated that dude back in the 1900s. Back in the 1900s, I dated that dude who took the human girl hormone. <laughs> and back in the right. 1900s, you know what I'm talking about. So, but he took all the, the anabolic mm. bullshit. And it's not worth it. The growth that you get no, yeah, I don't, does not, uh, it's not uh, good for the exactly. expanse that you get from people clearing well, out I'll, of your fucking life. Well, I'll tell you this, you know, um, like I said, I wanted that purity. I want mm-hmm. my, one of my results to be pure because of my right. work, not because of what I took. So oh, because that. you was a popo. So there's, 
No, that didn't even have anything to do because okay. I, I know some oh, cops right. who use performance enhancers. Right, I'm sure. Probably. So that, it wasn't that. Right. It was just I wanted my results to be as pure as possible. Roger. Okay. I just wanted that. Um, and why not? Maybe, maybe if we go, maybe, you can also go back to my childhood. I mean, I remember the talks from my mother and my aunt and my grandmother about, not necessarily about steroids and whatnot, right. but just about, you know, keep, keep your body clean. Yeah, and it just followed me through through my childhood yeah. and into my adult life. Yeah. So there's that thing about pure results, but there's also that I am scared to death of the potential side effects. Yeah. I know people, I know people who have died uh-huh. uh, indirectly from steroid and hormone abuse. In mm-hmm. other words, it led to problems, depression, and they started using other drugs, and then they died. That's what happens. And that scares the living daylights out of me. Again, I'm not judging. You know, if you want to, if you want to do it, you don't. if you want to do that, then I'm all for it. Just don't compete in a league right. that ban that that bans those performance enhancing enhancement drugs. Like I said, I'm in the IPF, I'm in the USAPL, and they test. You're good. They test for for that stuff. Um, Is that a pee test? You, it's a it blood. can be urine or blood. Or yeah. blood. Okay. And if you get caught, there's some severe sanction. Not, well, not severe. They're not going to kill you, but there are <laughs> sanctions. <laughs> this is not Russia. I, so, okay, so I, I don't. So, so the, the only time I will judge someone who uses is if they get caught using in a federation that is supposed to be drug free. Right. I have a problem with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. If you want to compete in another federation that allows it, go right ahead. But I'm with me, you. I'm with yeah, you on that, yeah. and I'm also with that. If you are. I find that the anabolics and all that stuff is really no different than any woman that wants to get breast implants or anything. You want to enhance your body in some way. So I don't have a problem with that, but I do have a problem with that when they use it in competition because it's not fair to the guys that are pure. It's not fair to the guys that go, I don't want to put that stuff in my body, Mm. which is fine. Also, also okay. And, uh, but they're not competing on the same level. If your, if your federation allows drug uh, use, okay, fine. That's where you compete. But if, if there's another federation that does not allow that, then just stay away from that federation. Right. So, so now, now up in all of this with bodybuilding, uh, the whole time there were people that were trying to push me into, not push me, but, but suggested that I should try powerlifting because I was super strong. And you still uh, are. Still am. <laughs> I was very fortunate to be, uh, I, I met, became friends with, and I trained a little bit with my good friend, Ed Cohen, who is like the Michael Jordan of powerlifting. He's like the greatest powerlifter right. ever, uh, in my opinion, and in the opinion of most powerlifters. And um, so he showed me both practically and by his example on how to train and, and get optimal results right. through willpower, through focus, <laughs> through smarts, through pl- planning, you know, right. you can't be a meathead. You have to have the smarts to yeah, plan yeah. your training routine. You have to get the proper amount of rest. It's not just go into the gym and act like a gorilla. There's right. a, there's a process. And I learned that process from him way back in the day. Because there's a, there's so many hours that you're supposed to sleep too, right? That's and so important. Yeah. It's not if just the food you that you eat, but are it's meeting just, if you're meeting a yeah. brick wall in your training, if you're not getting the results or if you're mav- if you're having negative results, if you're going downhill, mm-hmm. look at your sleep. And what does that mean with your sleep? Do you sleep more? Should you sleep less? What's the deal? You should sleep more. Yeah. Uh, I have had the best results from powerlifting when I have had the opportunity to lay down and take a nap during the day. Now that nap can be 20 minutes. 
I have laid down and slept for three hours, three and a half, four hours. In the you hear of the that, day. everybody? Everybody, you should take time to take a fucking nap Absolutely. during your day. It, it literally can change your life. Right. Uh, and it, taking those long naps, I, and, I, and I've still been able to sleep at night, but that's because of the amount of training that I have done. Your body is mm. screaming for that rest. For the rest it's yeah. when you sleep that you recover from your training. That's what they say. They, they, they build your muscle. I know that I took a nice nap on the train on the way here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I left my fucking jacket on the train. No. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, that's but my, no, but I feel powerful. Nightmare. I feel powerful. And no. I kept all my, my wallet and my all my important shit in the jacket that I'm wearing now. Oh, I have it. You. We look live in you. Norway. Yeah. So I had an over jacket and I left it there. And it was, it was sad, oh. but you're right. You need the good amount of sleep because I got important. some good fucking sleep on this train on the way up Well, here. I tell you, that sleep factor, uh, there's a lot of people that just can't get a handle on that. But I tell you, if you get enough sleep mm-hmm. and if you if you dare, and I say dare to take a nap because a lot of people think that's going to mess you up or they think it's laziness to take a nap. I tell you, it can change your life. Mm-hmm. It will give you such a boost both physically and mentally. Uh, and okay, you don't have time to take an hour or two hours or three, like I do sometimes take 15 minutes, close your eyes and, and, and hopefully you'll fall asleep. But even if you just sit still and close your eyes for 15 minutes, it will work wonders. It will work wonders for you physically and mentally. When I was a nurse, I remember we used to have these, uh, because I was a a graveyard shift nurse. Mm -hmm. I worked the the midnight shift and we had this Mm -hmm. test where we would lay down and we would have this (sighs) middle tray on the floor. And we yeah. have a spoon in her hand, a metal yeah. spoon in her hand. And we lay down on this bed and let her arm dangle yeah. and try to rest. And uh, we would set our, our clock and see how long it took before we heard the clang of the spoon onto the metal tray. Uh, because that's smart. how long yeah. it took for us to fall asleep. Now, if it takes you long, if it takes you 15 minutes to fall asleep, then that means you've been getting enough rest and you're okay. Okay. But if you, if it only takes like two or three minutes for you to clang that, then you are not getting enough sleep. And that's I'm a gonna problem. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try, try that. that. I've seen that study Test done. Yourself. I saw something on YouTube about that. I'm 15, actually going to try 10 that. to 15 minutes and you're within the safe zone. It's kind of normal. It takes 10 to 15 minutes. I'm going to try that. If it takes you two, three minutes of all sleep, you're not getting enough sleep and you're killing yourself. I'm going to try that. Try it. <laughs> Do something. Take your microphone, just the mic, and rotate it and point it at your mouth. Let's see how Word. that sounds. Am I sounding better? I think so. I've okay. been struggling on trying to get good sound out of this. I'm not going to tell people what kind of a mixer I'm using because I don't want to advertise for them for free. Word. Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with this mixer. I think there's something wrong with the mixee. <laughs> <laughs> or it could, I, be wrong with, it could be wrong with the talkie. I'm not, I'm not a podcast person. No, no, actually, the first two episodes, the, the, I haven't gotten the sound quality that I want. Okay. What are you and trying it to just get? Felt, it just, well, more of a more of a radio sound. It sounded a, a little bit tin can. It sounded a little little bit tin canny on the first ah, two. You know, so let's maybe see what if happens. we're turning it sideways, am I? But if I do this, is that different? That's talk very a little different. bit. Let's try this. Can you feel this? See. Yeah. Did just... we ruin the whole podcast because I wasn't talking right? No, because you know people are listening, but. At no, the same not. time, some <laughs> uh, some music files, some music people have actually commented. Okay. Uh, 
privately that 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 I need to do something about the sound. And I, I agree. think what I it was. Agree. I think I what I did was. I it, it was must that. be because I'm talking now directly into it, and do, it sounds a lot sound, different. How do I sound now? You sound a lot better. And how do I sound now? Oh, word. Okay. I fucked up your whole you know, podcast because I've been talking no, sideways. But you know what? It's me too. I'm the boss here. I take responsibility. <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> technically, I'm the boss today, the boss John. Today, that's I'm right. sitting in the big boy seat trying to drive this bus. This crappy sound. Yeah, I know. That's all these blinky lights and all kinds of shit and buttons I need to be pushing. And that's, okay. a, that's a good thing that you don't let me close to the buttons because I am a button pusher like <laughs> you would not happens, believe. Huh? Yeah, what's going on with this one? The only thing is, is with that direction. See, now I can't see all your face. I'm little, John. Let me do this. Let me go sideways and then we'd be talking like there, this. See, now you're, now you're posing. Now, now I'm you're posing. posing. <laughs> Styling and profiling like a motherfucker over here in John's room. Word. Work. But that's that's my, my that's my whole thing it, you know, with um, the training and lifting weights and whatnot. It started mm-hmm. out with uh, I just wanted to get in better shape for football when I was a right. kid. I want, and then after that, I wanted to uh, get into bodybuilding, so I did. Uh-huh. Then I got burnt out on bodybuilding. Everyone had been talking that I should try powerlifting because I was so strong yeah. as a bodybuilder, and uh, I started powerlifting in two thousand and fifteen. You just started. I just my, started in 2015. Well, it's not just. I'm old because five years to me seems like. <laughs> dog it was a minute ago. A minute ago. <laughs> in 2015, that's like most of my child's life. No, it was a hot minute ago. But you just started powerlifting. But before you did bodybuilding. That's right. And what made you do the transition, though? The desire to see how successful I could be in powerlifting. I started looking at people in my age group and in my weight class, uh, or what weight class I would be if I were to powerlift. And I said, you know what? I think I can beat those numbers. Ah. I saw what they were lifting. Now, I lift so-called raw, you know, without uh, all the support equipment, you know, the squat suit. And right. The, the bench shirt and, and, and the shoulder and, and, shoulder and, and, thingy. What, yeah. what is that? What is that thing called? The little shoulder strappy things that they put on there. Um, shoulder. Oh no! I think you're talking about on a, on a safety squat bar. That's yeah. just a training bar that people oh, can okay. use to train on. Yeah. But uh, but so so I saw what I, I saw the numbers that people were doing and I thought I could beat that. So there uh-huh. is that competitive guy. I'm I'm just look. I was looking for something I could do. Something I could hopefully master. I wanted to see if I could master it. Right. So that's why I did it. Um, my good friend, I love her to death, Hagen Nielsen. Uh, that's Ed's, Ed's lady. Her okay. and Ed are, are uh, joined at the hip there. Uh, I met her way back in, in Chicago there when she came uh, to be with Ed. Right. They had been dating and she left Norway and moved to Chicago to be with Ed. So it's Haga's fault that I'm here. She's <laughs> the one that introduced me to Snoop. Is she the one that introduced, the one that introduced Snoop? me to Snoop? I was wondering yeah. I was wondering how you and Snoop even met. Oh, in the that's place. a whole other story. But yeah, that was yeah. Haga that introduced me to her. Um so Haga always told me now she used to be I think she was a she was a Norwegian champion in powerlifting. Right. At, at some point, I can't remember what year. Um, yeah, so she always thought that I should try powerlifting, and I finally did it in 2015. Yeah. Like I say, it's just that desire to see what I could do. I appreciate and that. So I appreciate glad, yeah, and so I'm so glad lives. I did it because I get a satisfaction out of powerlifting that I did not get out of bodybuilding. See, in bodybuilding, uh, how well you do, of course it has to do with your own efforts, your own way of sculpting your body through training, right. but it depends a lot on the judge's opinion. 
Mm. That's bodybuilding. But powerlifting, it's straightforward. You lift X number of Either you lifted or you didn't. Exactly. And so you're saying like you're saying in bodybuilding, when you go up in bodybuild, um, the judges are just like I don't like the way his pecs are shaped or something well, well, ridiculous. Well, there's, there's and some nuances, but yeah, it can boil down to something like that. Uh, something silly. I'm sure they. I'm not sure exactly how the judging works. But, but there's, they have no, their there's no. There's no right and wrong answer. There's yeah, no. He have, did it or he didn't. Well, do they it. have a criteria. They have a certain um, amount right. of guidelines. I'm sure. I'm not exactly how that works, but it does boil down to opinion. It always lot. does. Yeah. So. Is he oiled up enough? Did you oil up? Things like yeah, oh yeah, you know, oh. skin skin tone and all that kind of stuff. Plays Did you go out and get a tan, John? Because that was really important. I'm sure with your skin tone, I, you need a tan. I am shut uh, the front door. I, Don't tell me I was told at my first at my first bodybuilding competition. Shut up, John. They told me shut up, John. That I should tan. No, I'm like a light. You know, they don't see Dan, me. You're, I'm like a light. Um, uh, you know, there's there's chocolate and there's man. butterscotch. Yeah, but there's chocolate and there's butterscotch. I'm more butterscotch. Yeah, yeah, you, you still have you have a chocolate <laughs> coating to you. There's a chocolate who, coating. Who tells a black man to go and tan? But, but in bodybuilding, that is an issue. If they, you know, uh, not, not not yeah, not just the I know tone the of the skin, thing. but the tanning thing will also even out. Your, yes. Your so so there is a benefit. To it me, adds the shadows me. too to make you look stronger and all <laughs> yeah, that exactly. shit. I know how the lighting goes, so they, but so that's ridiculous me. to tell a black man to go out they and did, tell though. him he need to go get a tan. I went Where the fuck the, you going? I went up to the judges <laughs> afterwards and I says, I says, what do you guys think I can do to get better? And the first thing they said was, next time do some tanning. Shut so the I did. So yeah. Have you seen in the mirror? You're a black man. <laughs> but again, it's, 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 it's chocolate and butterscotch. I more guess butterscotch. you love butterscotch. You're a little butterscotch, but Jesus Christ. I guess, I guess, because my uncle always told I have a black uncle. You know, I have black yeah, uncle in my family. Me, yeah. And he yeah. always, he always, the shit he always told me was that uh, you might be white, Tiffany, but you're invited to the barbecue white. There so there's go. a difference. There so that's all there right. You so go. you're a little, you're a little butterscotch, but so, that's ridiculous that they would send you to the they did. booth. They did. And I, but I understand it. I, I do. You do? When I look at I pictures, when I look at pictures from me from that first show, uh, and then the the shows after that, that picture I showed you, that's me with a tan. Right. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there, there is and a big oiled difference. up. You oiled up. Yeah. I look like you could slide right off your ass. <laughs> so so it was. Um, no, I totally understood it, and yeah. and I and I did tan for the shows after yeah. that. But I don't know. That that just falls into that opinion thing in it's bodybuilding. Whereas again, yeah. powerlifting, powerlifting is, is different. You either lift. It's Wait, a right or right don't. answer. It's not about how pretty you are or anything. It's it's about whether or not although, you made uh, you did the work. Although, let me say something here. Uh-huh. There are some fantastically fit and beautiful female powerlifters out Word. there. You would not, you know. There's this thing out there where people think um, a, a lot of women think, "Oh gosh, I can't lift. I That's can't lift true. heavy. I'll That's get masculine." True. No, you won't. We'll just be a more fit female. Word. I have yeah. a girlfriend. Let me let me give a shout out to my girlfriend Natalie, who is Hey Natalie. Hey Nat. Natty Dreads. She is a power lifter and she is fucking amazing. Okay. And it doesn't take away from her femininity. Does she compete? Yes. Oh yeah. She what's oils your, up. She tam- yeah. Natalie. Nat- Nat- Natalie. Oh, I'll I'll check it. Oh, she's awesome. Nat yeah. Natty Dreads, I call her. Natty Dreads. She was a girl I used to surf with back in the day and okay. the end and stuff. Uh she used to be when I used to surf with her, she was the girly girl. But then after I left, she started doing bodybuilding and she will 
she's got some skills. She's really sculpted her body in an amazing Natalie way. with TH or Natalie N A. Well, I have to look her up here on my phone here. How I might know her. Yep, no, Natty. We I call her Natty, Natty Dreads. Natalie Natalie Kaczynski is her name now. She's married. Natalie Kaczynski, totally ripped. Uh, let me let me show K-A-Z. you the Z. Yeah. Hold up, I find you a picture. She is a fucking. She is one of my surfer girls. She's in one of these oh, ones, but she's a surfing girl. Oh, look at that surfing there, Natty Dreads. Look at them arms. Look at them oh, arms. She's, she's nice, fit. right? Yeah. She's been working on that shit for at least a decade, and I'm so proud of her. So yes. Well, I tell you, it's uh, it's a. Uh, I think it's a great. It's a fantastic sport. Um, uh, I had fun with bodybuilding, but I am really, really enjoying this thing with powerlifting. And in spite of the shoulder injury, I'm far from finished. I think your shoulder injury, I think I'm, I'm really impressed with you about how you have not stopped with it because you have a shoulder injury, which when you do powerlifting, it requires you to lift things yes, above yeah. your shoulder, which is like well, kind of... Well, but that whole thing with lifting above... Well, see, the thing is, yeah. let me just talk a little bit. There's a difference between powerlifting and weightlifting. Right. Olympic weightlifting is, you know, clean and jerk, and they are lifting right. over their head. Now, we have... Uh, powerlifting is just squat, bench, and deadlift. Now, I can't remember the last time I trained bench. Like I said, the last comp- competition I had, I, I lifted 20 kilos in, <laughs> in, in, in bed, 25 kilos, the bar, the bar plus the collars. <laughs> so, um, so my training is severely, um, like, like I said, I don't do any upper body training except what I'm allowed to do from my surgeon and my physical therapist. Um, but all the leg training, mm. Uh, deadlifting. Yeah, that I can still do. You can. I'm still, still making gains. How How's your knees? No problems. None. No of problems. The with only your knees. issue I have, the only physical issue I have, is that shoulder. That's it. You are over 50 years old, and the only problem you got after all this weightlifting, after all this well, military bullshit, after all the Marines and all this just stuff, my you shoulder. got one shoulder that kind of irritates you a little just bit. Just my shoulder. Fuck yeah. you, John. Fuck you in every way <laughs> that could be possible. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm kind of cheeky like that. I'm not even 40 yet. I'm all like, my back hurts. I'm, I got palpitations. But you know what? Get... <laughs> Say that word again. Palp- palpitations. palpitations. I got palpitations. I can't make it through. But let me tell you something though i truly believe that all of the physical activity uh like i said from from eighth grade Mm -hmm. all the way through i have had top well not top-notch guidance but but competent guidance yeah from people who were able to do things better than me uh now i'm kind of on my own and and i've formulated my own training methods you know and now now in conjunction with my surgeon and all that stuff but 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 in my formative years, I had good guidance. Uh, so I learned the value of pacing myself. I learned right. the value of natural training. I learned the value of rest very early. And I've just carried that and built on that knowledge up through the years. And I'm I with think, that rest I thing. think that is the key to my longevity. Mm. I am incredibly fortunate to have the makeup in my body that I do, the genetics, if yeah. you will. Uh, I'm incredibly fortunate for that, but I have done the work. I have done, done the research. You've done the I've research. I've had the guidance. And um, the guidance, and when you talk about the guidance, who is your guidance? Who are these people that well, are we teaching you? We can, yeah, we can go back to eighth grade. It was my uh, gym teacher, um, Ed Ally was his name. No, we can go back even further than that. This was in middle school, so this was before eighth grade. 
this is early in middle school. Ed Ally was his name. He's, he's passed since then, but he was my gym teacher. Uh, and he talked to me, used to talk to me a lot about the benefits of rest. Then we get to eighth grade football. It was just all the coaches. Right. Um, right. I want to give a shout out to Jeff Data. <laughs> Jeff Data is his name. He was my coach in eighth grade, and then he followed us up through our high school years. And I'm friends with him now on social media. Now I love that guy, Jeff. You are one of my top inspirations. I want to give a shout out to my high school football coach, <laughs> my high school football coach, uh, <laughs> uh, Dale Saylor. I'm also friends with him on social media. Yeah. Thank you for your guidance. That Dale Saylor was probably my number one. <sighs> motivator if you will right, right, right he had a brutal honesty in his coaching style in football mm. i remember you know the halftime locker room talks right, right right we could be winning and we we kicked ass yeah in that little, tiny little suburban league out there but we kicked ass um we were beating teams we could be beating a team like 40 to nothing by halftime but he still still could cuss us out and tell us we were being chumps and we weren't doing this, that, that, and the other, right? He put that idea of perfection, perfectionism, perfect execution right. of the game right. plan. I got that from him and I carry it with me. I'm getting chills <laughs> thinking about it. Good. I carry that with me to this day. Um, um, I got great guidance from him. Um, Coach Schoonover also. Uh, was that also way, a, a school way, coach? High school coach, yeah. 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 Uh, in the, you know, how to work out properly right. and stuff like that. Those guys, right. they just put a solid foundation. Then when I went to college, I played uh, in college as well. I went to the University of Ohio. Or what do you call it? Ohio University. Not yeah. Ohio State, but Ohio oh, University. Okay. Um. Wow, this can be a whole podcast in itself about <laughs> my college days. But, um, you Me know, it was just it was just an extension of those values and the, learn, the learning process. Right. And it became, um, it became a, not an obsession because I'm not obsessed with health and training. No, that, I I'm not. But I am conscious of my health. Right. I am eager for more strength gains, even at the age of 50. All them gains, bitch. You gotta have them gains. <laughs> even, at the, even at the age of 50, I will get stronger. Yes, you I'm will. That's so, the crazy thing because I, I, I don't know if your podcast listeners have ever seen you, if you were face or on anything, but you do not look 50 years old. You have this whole Dick Clark thing going on, that black Dick Clark <laughs> thing going on, where you don't age. Because I literally just saw a picture of you on your refrigerator when I walked in here, when you was a pawpaw back yeah. in the day. Yeah. You was one of the motherfuckers I was running away from, John. <laughs> I was running fast, but you was a pop up on them, uh, and you do not look any different. The only thing that's different, yeah. you were skinnier. That's yeah. the only thing yeah. I was like, look how skinny Again, your that's ass when was. I, that's when I was. That's when I was bodybuilding. Yeah. Yes, that's but when I, was I called you skinny when you was bodybuilding <laughs> yeah. because of the way you look now. Look now, now I look like a power lifter. Yeah. You look like you would um, fuck a Mack truck. <laughs> a Peter five Bill. foot eight Mack truck. Pe Pe Peterbilt coming at you. <laughs> So, so it was, um, it's, it's, it's this desire and yeah. of all of my coaches, the two that I hear the most in my mind right. when I'm trying to craft my future right. <laughs> in powerlifting now, uh, is coach Saylor from high school uh -huh. and Ed Cohen, my good friend, Ed Cohen. Um, 
they put this thing in me about focus and about drive and about perfection. Like I said, Coach Saylor, we could be winning 40 to nothing, but he would still look at me and I'll never, he said, you know, I was a tailback, so I was right. a running back. So he would, you know, shout at me like, you know, quit tiptoeing, uh, tiptoeing, what do you say? Quit tiptoeing like a ballerina with a tutu, run like you mean it. <laughs> And it's like, gosh, I I got 150 yards already in the first half. <laughs> but he would still see, and it, 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 yeah, and it wasn't like an unwarranted criticism. No. It, it, I, I, he, he just he saw he, you had more in you, and he wanted you. you to give it all out. Thank you. He there looked at you and went, "No, I get there it. it. You're is. doing great, but you have a lot more in you. No pussyfoot around. There Stick it, it out." Word. And then uh, the same thing with my friend yes. Ed Cohen. Um, I remember in 2015, I won the um, the uh, Norwegian Raw Championship in 2015, my first year of powerlifting. Cool. And I made some sort of comment to Ed. <clears throat> we were texting back and forth on social media. And I made a comment to him about something about my success in powerlifting. And he typed back, so simply put, so humbling, but true, he typed back, John, you haven't had any success in powerlifting yet. Me- meaning, <laughs> meaning, meaning there's more to do. There's so much more to do. This is in 2015. Right. And I, I love him for that. He yeah. keeps, I was going to say he keeps me grounded. I am grounded already, but he puts the reality of the situation in such a clear picture. When He'll I talk smack with you with the reality fish. Yes. Is yeah. what I call yeah. the smack. You ever smack somebody with fish? There you go. <laughs> he's, he's got that fish in his back pocket. He and, sp- and then bitch. I know. And here's the reality. He's right. He's right. Because you, you do have success, but you never, um, complete success. Right. You never, never complete it. That. You never, never complete it. That. Never no. done. No. You keep striving. And then, and when you are completed with your success, that's when you he, die. Yeah. So exactly. if you're completed with your shit and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to sit here and watch some uh, with a fortune. <clears throat> and I try. So th- mm. th- this whole thing with with drive and, and with uh, trying to better myself, I do it in as relaxed a way as possible. Of course, from time to time, I can stress about it. I can beat myself up. But I try. I don't try. I do enjoy the process. Right. But how do you take that into like you have. You have your stand-up, you have your music, you have this discipline to yeah. you of how you do all these things. Because like I said, you're a renaissance man. You do it all. You do the comedy, you do the bodybuilding, you do the music, you do the podcast. How do you balance it all uh, with your, not, not just family life, because that's, mm. that's the question that people ask women. I hate that shit. <laughs> like, hey, how do you balance it all with the fashion and how are you going to get your eyebrows done? Do you balance it all? Like, well, eh, well, but that's what a- are you wearing? Yeah, but it's in this context, it's a legitimate question. It is. You know, people it ask is. me, how do I have time for that? You know, first of all, I train uh, my powerlifting in a way that most people don't. Right. Uh, I remember training with Ed back in the day when I first met him there at Quad's Gym in Chicago. Hello, Quad's. Mm-hmm. Word. Uh, <laughs> we would, um, you know, that would be like a two and a half, sometimes a three hour training session. But see, I don't do that today. I train... Um, like I say, I got the the foundation of my training principles right. in, during those days, but I've since then built on it and adjusted it to fit me. I train very seldom longer than an hour and 10, an hour and 15 minutes. So when you look at it that way, right. when you have that information, my powerlifting, as, as successful as I am and no matter what I reach, it doesn't take that much time. You want to know how many days a week I train powerlifting? How many days? Three. 
Three days for three an days hour. For so three hours a week is what you're running on. Let's say four hours a week. Well, we'll run on four hours a week just in case you go overtime. Four hours a week so to get not, buff and ripped. So it's not, you know, it's it's not that complicated of a process to do that. Now let's uh. talk about my music. <clears throat> when uh, my wife normally works, Snoop normally works night shift. Right. So it's perfect. Right. I see her out the door, and then I can sit down and write. And, and then your kids are kind of older. Kids, are, yeah, 14 and 12. Yeah. Um, so they go to bed yeah. at night. And if Snoop is out working, well, here I am. I can do my music right. and do my writing. Are you cold, by the way? No. No. Okay. No. There's a heater right beside you. Oh, I'm good. Cold. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, Wait, were you looking at my nipples? Or are they hard? <laughs> are they hard, you, John? Are my nipples hard? Th- They're fine. Things. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm going to film this. Folks can see what I'm talking about. But um, so, so, so when she works night shift, I've got as long as I want to work in the evening. That must be nice. Uh, and then when she works night shift and she comes home and she'll sleep the first part of the day, there's also time there for. Yeah. She's that, only awake basically during the, the afternoon hours, like yeah. between three and yeah. 10 at night yeah. or some shit. Yeah. So yeah. there, so there's some limitations when it comes to being able to, to go in the studio and do things because even though, you know, this is a pretty sound tight room and I can yeah. work in here whenever I want. Sometimes if I'm in here, but my wife and kids are out there, I want to be with them. And yeah, that, of and, course you and, do. And, and it can at times, if the inspiration isn't flowing here, then right. I'll be thinking about them and then I'll just shut down the session. But I have the freedom to do that. But you, you live know, here, just me. I You live, live here. Exactly. I live here and it's just me. I do all my music. And you know what the solo. great thing is, is, is I think that the inspiration and the excitement and the um, the realness of your creativity comes out better when you're not constrained exactly. by worrying about whether the wife's out there and wants your attention. Now, exactly. They, she knows where you're at. And she knows well, yeah. where you're coming out. And, and if I'm if I'm worried about them being out there while I'm in here... That's something that I've taken up myself. She cuts me loose. To right. Do what she's ready. She's ready to go. She don't give she'll, a fuck about you. That's all you. That's <laughs> exactly. all you for being guilty. Your guilt is yeah. on you. She yeah, does you know, not quite, lay that shit on me. It's quite the opposite. She yeah. doesn't bother me. She uh-uh. pushes me to. Yeah. Why don't you go in and do something? You know, when's yeah. the last time you recorded any music? I'm what sick of seeing your face. Can you go in the other room, so, please? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so in that sense, she's just she's a fantastic partner. So there's she's, no stress. There's no, no. There's nothing in the way of my creativity right now. So I have time for this it's all in what you want to prioritize you have time and you have room and i gotta say i love i love 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 this little room here that we're thank in thank you i love it it's I love not the fact big that but it's perfect it's a perfect size it's the perfect size for it's me got and the one perfect or two other uh, musicians if i want to bring in a couple of guests you got art in here though yeah and you know yeah. i'm an artist i don't fuck around with this so you got art in here that really makes me feel good you got live i don't know if it's live <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's live. Yeah. So you yeah. got live yeah. plants over here. Yeah. I just touched yeah. it. I'm feeling yeah. it up. Oh my god! I'm gonna fucking Harvey Weinstein. If this you look tree. at the it's okay. earth tones, now they don't it match. Is. It can at first glance look a little chaotic. The artwork doesn't match, but it does. It does. You cut all these with, oranges, the colors. The, you have the tones, the tones going right, yeah. and it's the same thing with your wife's picture. Actually, yeah. matches the that? other one. Yeah. I love this room. I and I also love the way it dampens the sound when we're in here it doesn't yeah. echo well i have some um well it's different paintings on canvas and there's a i've got a um what do you call that i guess it's a rug yeah no. <laughs> hanging on the wall I, yeah. i've got some okay. uh, some panels of uh, some other artwork on the ceiling actually yeah now a lot of people want to use that uh, sound foam that you'll see in like a professional studio right and you can do that but to me it just looks so dead i want to 
You so, want color yeah. or what? I want color. I want yeah. art. I want I want to feel a warmth. Well, this and is I a think badass I got room. It. This is a great it, yeah. room for creativity. Oh, sorry, I'm kicking your feet okay. and playing footsies with you. <laughs> There's it's a great room for creativity. You also have a great acoustic sound for both your music, for yeah. your comedy. Yeah. But when you practice your comedy, yeah. because you just had comedy recently and you will be having comedy again in May. Let's just shout that shit out. Yeah, that's, May. yeah, May. It's coming. I don't know the date. I don't know exactly where it's gonna be. I have to talk to Steinart today on the telephone. I'll get the details and I'll put I'll post. You better media. post it out because we want to see will. you. But when you practice, because I know with me, when I practice my comedy, I did it in two places. Uh, the first place I did was at my local pub with all my peeps. Mm -hmm. And I will like uh, do like a couch comedy situation yeah. and let them laugh. And the second place, John, I'm going to tell you, and I'm not going to lie, grown ass woman yeah. did it with stuffed animals all over the side of the bed. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Practice with your stuffed animals. You'd be surprised. One might heckle you. Uh, if they do, <laughs> you have to adjust your medication. But when you do that, yeah. <laughs> no, but do that. Excuse me. Oof. No, but what I what I do when I practice my routine, I practice it in the writing process. Mm. Uh, I'll rewrite it, and then I'll write it again. And there's a mental process that right. goes in. I will read it. Right. But I never practice it out loud. You gotta practice it out loud, John. I wonder you if that's have something to. to try. Maybe I should. There's something try that. you're missing. There's well. something you're missing because you have to. You don't have to have the audience. Well, you have to. Excuse me. You have to do it out loud. I know with me, I walk around the backyard and I'm I'm a, I'm a pacer. I don't know about yeah. you, but I pace. I am on stage. Oh. I'm a pacer. Well, oh, pacing, oh, you're taking up the stage. That's fine. But I'm talking about thinking process and the writing process okay. and the writing your jokes and stuff. Yeah. I'm a pacer. Okay. And I go out in the backyard, in my own backyard, and I, I say the jokes out loud and I okay. time the jokes in the way I say it. See, I you do that. Have That's to do all it internal loud. for me. I do it in my head. You can't. Maybe I should you have do to do it out loud. You have to do it out loud because in your head... You ever heard somebody say, that sounded a lot better in my head <laughs> before they said something stupid? It always sounds a lot maybe better I'll, in your head. Maybe I'll start doing that. Do I, it. Do, I, I used to, when I first started, I would practice. I guess I still do it from time to time. I'll practice things on Snoop. Right. But she has a, I love she's her to Norwegian. death. She's Norwegian. I love her. She's she, Norwegian. I, I love her to death, but she's got that Norwegian. It's not even a Norwegian sense of humor. She's just different. Right. She's, I, th I yes. think she's a robot. She, I think they're computer chip but here's her the thing has gone here's the crazy thing is that she's funny, amazing yeah she, oh, she's an amazing absolutely, woman absolutely. But her, her sense of humor it's different it's, it's different. different so i can say things and i know it's mm -hmm. funny and she'll just stare at me with those eyes i think it's a cultural difference i want to i'm so. gonna blame it on that because a lot of norwegians yeah, that i tell jokes at they look let at me, me let me tell you even though yeah there is that norwegian thing but with her it's different again you have to remember she's samisk yeah that's just, she's or she's as we, she's as like norwegian like times 10 but the, but even within that yeah. there's still something different about she doesn't even speak english like norwegians no it's different it's different it's, it's different, different. I, I can't figure like i said i think she's a robot and her little chip when it comes to humor is a little <laughs> defect so um, <laughs> just send her back into the factory and get that fixed <laughs> Sadly, the fact keep the booty though. Keep the booty. Keep the that same. booty though. She got great booty, but <laughs> <laughs> she does. I'm telling you, she does. She got a little bit. She's got that kind of her. booty. It's not. It's not wide, but it's the kind of booty. It, it, it's she got dumps like a, kind, a truck. It's the kind of truck. Guys <laughs> like what? What? It's a, what? It's the kind of booty that if it rains. Her heels will stay dry. Well, she, she, she's got she's that got, overhang. Well, we call we call we call that uh, my friends used to call it the snack tray. 
A snack tray. It's Thank a snack you. tray. Snack tray. It's a snack tray because it's a, it's a slight shelf. You might be able to set a soda on there. Not a whole bowl of chips, maybe a bag or something. Yeah. A little yeah. mini bag of like Funyuns or something. She's but a, it'll stay up there. She's, she's a tiny little thing. I call her Fit Thick. Fit Thick. <laughs> she's short, solid, far from fat, but solid. Fit Thick. She, Can that be a thing? Fit Thick? Fit, well, we used to call it, well, it's probably not a nice thing to say, but in the South, I don't know if you're from the South, but we always say she's built like a brick shit house. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We say that she, too. She's yeah. solid. Yeah. She's solid. A, a brick shit house is a shit house, granted, but you know, a brick shit house is nice. All of my uh, my grandparents, great aunts and uncles, they all came up um, during and after, right after World War II. They came up from yeah, Kentucky, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Up to up to Ohio, so they got right. that. Uh, they they they've got that side of the Ohio in general. At least that part of Ohio where I grew up. There's this weird thing. Uh, I don't know what the reasons for it, the social economic reasons for it were, but there was a lot of people that I went to school with who had parents from the Hill Country, like West Virginia. Really, Virginia, they had just. You and know, then like it kind of like went to school like kid, in your county. Like, yeah, like my kid, my my friends were like first generation Ohioans. Their parents came from so many times. I rem- I can remember going into my friends' houses and and it wasn't you guys, it was y'all because their parents were Word. from wherever. Where I'm from is y'all. Yeah. That's yeah. how you say yeah. it. Yeah, it's not yous guys. <laughs> it's incorrect. Yeah, <laughs> yins or yins. Yins. Where's that from? That's Pennsylvania. Is that Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Ye- is yeah. it yins or is it? I think yins? it's y i n s. It's just, just yins. yins. It's not yins. I had it's yins. A, it's yins. I had a football coach uh, when I was playing peewee football who was from Pennsylvania. He right. Said yins. Yins. Yeah, yins, did, yins. Yins did a good job today. Yins. yins. Yeah. It's never registered. It's always y'all or all y'all. Because there's hear, a difference between y'all and all yeah. y'all. You hear some of that Pennsylvanian stuff in, in my area of Ohio, too. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what, John? I cannot wait to hear your next stand-up show. I'm super yeah. stoked about May. You don't yeah. you don't have a specific date or do you? At the, at, the, at the earliest, I'll be on stage again at the club evening here in Drummond in two weeks. Not this coming okay. Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. That'll be the earliest I'll be on. I'm going to try and get into Oslo very soon. Right. Uh, maybe this coming Monday or Tuesday. Right. I'll post it on social media. Um, and then this thing in May, I, I, I don't know what date. I don't even know what format it's going to be, but he said something is coming in May and he wants me in on it. I'm going to talk to him today. I'll get that. You guys can, you guys can find out all this stuff on uh, Facebook. If you go in on John Allen, I guess that would be alpha curl, John not Alpha Curl. You can't say Norwegian. Alpha Curl. At, that's so at, Norwegian. At, we do the at, at the little A with a circle at, around it. At John Stop Allen Loyal Stop with Loyal the Alpha Loyal Curl bullshit. At okay. John Allen Loyal Oak. At J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-L-O-Y-A-L-O-A-K. That's me on Facebook. On Twitter, you can find me at, uh, at John Allen Pod. P-O-D. J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D. At John Allen Pod. On uh, Instagram, <clears throat> excuse me, you can find me uh, at John Allen Loyal Oak. That would be my artist page. Right. If you want to see my, we talked a lot about training and lifting and stuff. Right. If you want to see those videos, Word. that would be at 
No, you know what? I'm not going to tell people that. Oh, stop with the bullshit. You okay, should. Yeah. At John Allen Reese. That's R-E-E-S-E. right. R-E-E-S-E. Now we know his last name and now we can stalk R-E-E-S-E. him. R-E-E-S-E. <laughs> Go in there. And that's, where my, that's where all my powerlifting uh, stuff is. Um, yeah. That's where we found that's all that. That's where you can find this stuff. So there'll, there'll be some pictures. Uh, you guys can finally see what Miss Tiffany looks like. If you didn't know, I'm going to put that picture up. Mm. No, you find I got a thing. face for radio like I said, no. honey. I was built for radio. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? As you say that, people, I'm gonna. Now she said she's got a face for radio. For for radio, I'm gonna take a picture of her right now, the way she looks, <laughs> and boom. I don't know what the exposure is on that. I don't know what that is, but Lord have mercy. I do have a face for so, radio. I'm built for it. So we didn't beat our record. This is only two hours and twenty eight minutes. Right. I don't think this is too long. You guys, people, just take people can take their time and just my, listen. My to thing it. is, is that we gotta plug what you're doing now. Yeah. This is it. We gotta plug it. What you're doing. What What is your plans for the future, John? What do you got yeah. with with everything between your music? Because you got albums coming out. Yeah. You got singles coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with your comedy show, you got shows going. You already made it to the big time, and I. Oslo with the big city what up uh, I've never been to Oslo I've never I've never performed in a big city the biggest city I've ever performed was uh, Kissimmee in Florida okay, Kissimmee yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's not even like a city I've actually that, driven through there before yeah see yeah. and that's the whole thing you've driven through it you never fucking stayed no reason to you stop fuck, there's no, no reason, reason to, to stop. stop you got a Denny's and you bounce off it so, so yeah I have uh, I have my stand up coming as I said my right. goal is uh, what I will do is in the run of 2021 I will have one hour I will have a solo show right um, when that comes I'll let you people know uh, here very shortly in the next month or so I will release my fifth single from my upcoming album which is entitled Baseless Accusations and that's bass B-A-S-S <laughs> because the songs are acoustic and I'm not playing a bass so Baseless Accusations get it get it ha ha <laughs> that's there's a dad the, joke there's a, there's there's a dad a joke <laughs> Uh, so I'll have another single coming in about a month, and then before the end of the year, the whole album will be will be coming All out. Right, it's a short shorter album. But about eight where songs. where can he, where can we find your singles on net? Where are we going to find those? Yep, they, you can find them on YouTube. Uh, you can find them on Spotify, right. iTunes, or Apple Music, whatever that's called now. Are you going to put your links in the in the? If the, you go the, on, right. the, the best place to find it, the hub of my social media is my artist page on Facebook, uh, at John Allen Loyal Oak. Okay. Go on there. Uh, there's an ugly picture of me sitting. Uh, it's a black and white picture of me sitting with a guitar in my hands. That's my artist page. And from there, you can click on to links for all my music on so Spotify. So we can find you on Spotify. We yeah. can find your podcast. Yeah, we can find out where you're going to be formed on Podcast is on Spotify. As far as I know, it's on... Yeah, just look for it wherever you find... Uh, wherever you find podcasts, you can also go to my podcast hub, which is John Allen pod dot podbean dot com. OK. Yeah. And then we There's hope everybody right will find you also. But uh, my hope really is that people will come out and support 
Because you and me, we connect on the comedy level. Yeah. Granted, you and I both are musicians, but I was just a drummer. And you know how drummers are. We just are back there doing our thing. <laughs> We're not really included in anything. No. But the comedy thing, I'm with you on that. And I really want people to come out and support you on that. I feel you on the comedy. Yeah. I feel you on the way you do your comedy. You take the tragedy you. in your life. Thank you. And you also mix that in. Yeah. Uh, you also take the, the joys in your life and mix that in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want people to come and see you live yeah. on stage. And where can they see you? Uh, you can see me uh, every other Wednesday uh, here in Drummond at uh, Union Scene. Uh, we move around within that Union building. Sometimes we're on the central stage. Sometimes we're on what's called the studio stage. But just come there. Uh, if you go in and check out Stand Up Drummond is the page on Facebook uh, there's always an announcement about where we're going to be. If you check out my artist page on Facebook, I will always post announcements when I'm going to be on stage. Um, so I don't have a set show that's booked right now, but we'll uh, always but I will have it very shortly. I'll have it by the end of the day today. I will have spoken with Steinar. So if, if we have a connection to some of your, your, uh, Facebook page or yeah, where Twitter. do you put Twitter? Do you put it on all your social media yeah. where, where yeah. you're going to be and, yeah. and where you're yep. going to perform Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, what are you going to do about this new album? That's about ready to slip out. I mean, you've been doing some singles, yeah. but they're just singles. We're waiting on the whole album, baby. Yeah. Where, where are we going to pull the whole, well, the whole moon that, pie? That whole project kind of, stopped it did stop right. when my son died right uh i had to work through that and it took me a long time i mean it's a process i'm still working on that process of getting back to the old me when it comes to productivity john, john your, um, your child passed yeah, away yeah it's gonna take a minute so that's actually that album should have been out by now okay. february was the original release date the right. first of february um i don't dare to put a date on it yet do not do not. You release it when the fuck you're yeah. ready because you've gone through some trauma that I can't I even imagine. And, and, I, and I have to allow myself to work through that. So to, you do. So to say that my album is going to drop on this date, that date, I, I can't do that. After the, the, after I, the death of a child, you yeah. have to work through it. And you can't put a time restraint on when your, your album is going to come yeah. out. So just let well, it go. What I can say is that another single will be coming in about a month and that the whole album will come out before the end of 2020. Okay. That will happen. And we are so. ready. So the next month we can just expect... It's, a it's new song come. come out. And how are you going to release it, John? Where, where, where can you find uh, it? It'll come anywhere you find digital music, uh, whether it's Spotify, whether it's YouTube, um, these different things on Google, right. iTunes. It's everywhere. So you got it. Everywhere, if we, if we Google it, we can find you it. Can, you can find it. Uh, now, there's some other artists uh, out there that do weird stuff. <laughs> I don't want to say weird stuff, but different stuff who uh, go by the name of John Allen. So you have to look... <laughs> You have to look for me. I'm the black guy with the black and white right. photo. And all of my artwork is the same on mm. every single I'm putting yo, out. So yo, it's recognizable. Yo, I'm about ready to tell you that I definitely picked the wrong John Allen on Spotify Did once. Did you go on that one that does that? Whoever does that, that yeah, what is that and... shit going? I mean, no, sorry, sorry. John, the other John <laughs> Allen is also a wonderful musician. We love and you, he but makes it was weird he stuff. makes yeah, he makes music that is not uh towards my ears what they can do is when they look at my artist page on youtube or any or i'm mm. sorry on uh, on um spotify or any music that is mine right. will have the check mark i'm a 
You, oh, so you're verified. Artist. verified you're a verified artist. Okay, yeah. so the other John Allen is He's, not verified. No. Because I made that mistake. Although his music is wonderful and go John it's Allen. It's very different. It's very different and yeah. it was not what I was expecting. You ever like take a sip of a soda or you thought it was a soda because it had bubbles in the water? You, you yeah. thought it was soda. You thought it was and a Sprite then, and, then it's, and then it's water and you spit it out everywhere. That was the John <laughs> Allen. They can look for the verified artists, they can also look at the artwork. It is a pastoral scene with a house and a tree and a couple of birds. It's like reddish orange. That our colors. fabulous friend Ellen made. Hello, Miss Ellen. Hi, Miss Ellen. So that's the artwork that you'll see on all of my singles. You'll see that same artwork on the album when it comes out. Right. So I'm a recognizable right. product. Right. If I can put it that way. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so are you gonna are you gonna be using Ellen for like all your other albums? I have told Ellen I have told Ellen that she has no choice. We are working <laughs> together going forward. I love have, you, Schmellen. I'm also here's something that I haven't said. I, in in the process of this um this album that's coming. Right. Uh you know, I, I challenge people to listen to the four singles that have come out so far. There's a little bit of a story line yeah, there in is. there. Uh, listen to them in the order they were released, and there's, there's, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say something okay. in these songs. Um, so in that process, I'm also writing a book. Shut the front yeah. door! You're also writing a book. You I'm can't be dropping and, and some fucking surprise and, and on me. And I tell you, I don't care about publishing. I don't care. I don't want to go through that process. I can I'm help gonna you self, with that. Well, I'm going to self-publish it. Okay. I'm going to self-publish it right. and make it available for sale through my own website and through Amazon. Right. I'm not going to do this thing with trying to get somebody no. else to approve it. I All don't right. care about it. All right. That. So with I'm this book, don't 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 fuck me around now because you know I be I'm a writer. <laughs> so what is this? Is this book an autobiography? Where are we going with yes. this book? Are you going yes. all Stephen King with his weirdness? Uh, or where are you going? No, it's going to be it's going to be for the most part an autobiography about your life about and what's happening at a certain point in my life. Yeah. Because so. you know what, your life is extremely interesting your life oh is extremely you. interesting you I'm go just from to live it <laughs> i know right? i'm just trying to get to the day i get that but your life is is fascinating because you come from this i have been through you come from this ohio yeah. uh, suburban wherever the fuck you come from i don't know about that but then you started doing uh bodybuilding and, yeah. and sculpting yourself yeah. to power lifting which is another journey and suddenly yeah. you pop over here to norway yeah. Because the alcohol, I don't know what the fuck happened over there. I don't know. But you popped over here to Norway, and then now you go from popo cop uh, to, to comedy guy, guy yeah. to this, uh, I want to play music and sing <laughs> songs and stuff. It's a completely different realm. I can acknowledge that. Yes. I can acknowledge that. It is different. It is interesting. It's very uh, interesting. That's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, because I just want to share it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying my life is better I'm saying it is different it's and different. it is interesting. And it's it is inter interesting. It's not better or different. Stuff. It's just different. It's interesting. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. I'm I'm enthralled. I want to know how you went from, first of all, like you didn't live in Chicago. You lived in Ohio. And then somehow you moved to Chicago to become a popo. And then from the popo, bodybuilding. from the, It's this whole journey. It's kind of... Uh, fascinating to know how you go from A to B to C to D. Well, I'm a little tired. I'll I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it has it lot. has been it has been a journey, and I and I want to share it. Uh, maybe it can motivate some people. Maybe I it can help so. some people. Maybe it can just entertain some people. I think that you you use all of that in your art, no matter I what do. art you do, whether it's yeah. a stand up or your music. Yeah. 
whatever you do, you bring a lot of that crazy ass fucking journey with you. And it's amazing. And it's great to see. Uh, I've only seen you doing your premiere show, John. Mm the the very first show where your knees are knocking and you're about ready to puke out of your fucking soul, uh, but I am so looking forward to seeing you up on stage doing comedy again uh, when you happen. have your balls not in your throat but back down in your testicles where they're supposed to be in the scrotum <laughs> and, and where you're calmer and you know where yeah. you're going yeah. and I'm so stoked to see it's where you're going from here well it's coming so just uh hang hang with me i'm <laughs> hanging see. i'm and hanging it. but it's um do you, do you know anything about publishing on kindle on that amazon stuff i know a little the bit of the amazon yeah yeah no, little i little can bit. i i can write it on my on, on a word program but then you've got to reformat it to this uh i tell you what my my professional job outside <laughs> of uh standing here in your your room with the, the the chatting is uh before that i was actually content manager i'm a writer that's right yes. yeah. yeah and i do proofreading and i do it in four different languages so you if you have a book uh, send it to me, uh, you. Okay, not yeah. not all your listeners, just <laughs> uh, John. Yeah, but why not? Why can't they? Why, yeah, but why can't they, they can send, send it to you for a free uh, no. for a price? Yeah, but John, I got go. you. Charge those people because yeah. you 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 paying money, motherfuckers. You all listening? You all paying money? But John's <laughs> not go. paying no money because he go. made me some dinner last time, so we're 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 <laughs> safe. I had dinner last time. But you come to me with your with your book script. I will proofread it. I can proofread it in, like I said, four different languages. So whatever language. Okay. You wrote it in. I can I can work on it because it's not even close to being finished. But already I'm stressing about that whole formatting thing to make it so that it fits the well, specs. That's, that's for good. Amazon that's good that, that you don't finish it first. Stop right. and have somebody check it while you're working on it. Because well, gonna if you're you, like, I'm going to put all my heart and soul in this. I'm going to finish the whole book and I'm going to take three years to make it. And nobody checked you throughout the whole system, and you will. End well, up let's just up. make it a running process. Then that as I finish a few chapters, I'll just send it. Do it. Do it. Right now, it's it's still an outline form, but I expect to be finished writing it because it's not going to be very long. Basically, the book is going to fit the out with the album release. Right. So I'm t- thinking maybe three months of writing, and the book's going to be done. Oh, Mama can help you with that. So I <laughs> not a problem. Where can people find you? Where can people media? find us? You know what, John? I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of your journey here uh, in Norway. I'm you. so proud. Much love. Much love. All the love. <laughs> you are an inspiration throughout. I mean your son's death i'm sorry to bring that up again no no that's okay okay. Uh, but throughout that you're still doing your art and you're still doing the thing you love and then you're putting that you're you're i'm putting it out there you're putting it out there and you're putting all your pain out there for all of us to see that takes a lot of bravery that takes a lot of skill that takes a lot of so uh, scary sometimes so the bravery is there because it is scary it's scary it's fucking terrifying and i am so proud of you john and i'm so proud that i met you i'm so stoked uh i think that you and i have a future together doing great things oh absolutely doing great things absolutely and uh thank (laughs) you for letting me drive this fucking train today i don't think we went off the cliff i think it was fun well i tell you i think you did a great job and thank you for that we i wanted people (laughs) to know a little more about me so I just wanted to flip it and let somebody and, and it's I, time let somebody talk to me and I couldn't think of anyone better to do it than you. <laughs> it's so, time people so got to you. know John because you you are a powerhouse, amazing <laughs> at everything you touch. Oh. You want to be the best at it and you try. But here's the thing is that you're not a dick about it. You I are so sweet. You got every Thank everybody you. listen, listen, listen to his though. voice. Listen to his voice. <laughs> 
It sounds like butter, right? Butter. It's like <laughs> butter. It's like butter. You got the sweet talking voice. You are a Thank sweet, you. gentle Thank giant. You. Well, any qualities that all these qualities that you mentioned, if they are there, then that's my mother's fault. <laughs> She's yeah, I love you, Mama. Me. Uh, her and my grandmother, God rest her soul. You know, I'm I'm just trying to do what I was taught. Yes, that's so good. All that's all good. The, all the honor goes to my mom and my grandmother. So I just think you're you're Thank amazing, you. and I'm incredible. So I, I I'm going to say goodbye yes. to both you and your your and, paintings on the walls and all that stuff. Uh, John, I am so stoked to see Thank your you. next show. Thank you. I'm sto so stoked to see your next comedy show. I'm stoked to see your next, uh, whatever music you got coming out. What yeah. do you got coming out next, you said? In about a month. In a month. I don't have a date, but it's about a month and I will announce it. Are we waiting on a single or are we waiting on the a whole? Sing a single? single will come in one month. The rest of the album will come before the end of 2020. Right. Yeah. And do you have any set dates for your next comedy show? Do you have any uh, At place the very latest, it will be <clears throat> uh, not this coming Wednesday, Wednesday, but next Wednesday. You got to give a date, the John. Date, this, yeah, these things know, are podcasts. This is, People this, can... is, this would be the 26th, March 26th at 8 p.m. at Union Scene here in Drummond. Uh, if something comes up before that, I plan on something coming up before that. I just don't know <laughs> where and when. Then I will announce it. Um, for the most part, my hub is on my Facebook page at John Allen Loyal Oak on Facebook. So if you guys check me out there, you'll get all the information about what's going on in my tiny little life. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you all for joining us. And I thank you all for allowing me to drive this bus off the train, like I said. But, John, I'm going to give it back to you to, to do the closing, uh, thank you. your this, closing argument, sir. This has been the Coming Home <laughs> Podcast with John Allen, my guest. And today the boss was the great Miss Tiffany Trotman. Loved being on this show with you, Thanks John. for listening, thank everybody. You. Bye now. Bye. Yes, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Yes, I am, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Lord, I'm coming home.